Hello and welcome to the Untranslatable Podcast, or should I say, Servus, Grüß euch von Wien. We are coming to you for episode 54 in Vienna, Austria. Well, at least one of the two of us are. I'm here in uh, on the Praderstrasse in Vienna, enjoying a nice uh, six-day vacation here in Vienna. I've been trying to do my research for all of you out in the field to bring you some good tips and tricks of uh, things to do and see in Vienna. And I would think it's also safe to say that my co-host is also somewhat of an expert on Vienna, having at least spent six months there studying with me. So without further ado, my buddy, or should I say mein Havarar, Jared. What's going on, Jared? Hello. Uh, I don't know if I'd call myself an expert, more of a jealous friend living life vicariously through you. Uh, That's fair. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, I mean, yeah, the uh, Platastrasse. I feel like I remember, like, I, like, because I, I, I don't, I don't know if I'm an expert enough. Because if I could go back there now and just, I probably could, maybe. Yeah, who knows? You know, I've surprised myself with that. I thought it's, I would need to use my phone, have to do a lot of googling, dude. It's like riding a bike. Yeah, I can imagine that. I can imagine that. I mean, even when I like go back home to Michigan, and like even where I grew up. To places I, I lived before I even had a license, I can drive around there and know exactly where I am and have not been there in like 10 years. I'm like, oh yeah, I, rem- I remember this is, even though now there's a... Right. Oh, dude, I was walking down the street today at my play, uh, in my area, and um, they're, building, they, there's, they're building a Starbucks. And I took mm-hmm. a picture of it, and I said, uh, I just tweeted uh, the fine... I saw uh, your tweet. It's the, first, it's the first Starbucks in our area. It's the uh, That's, and I was like, oh, now it's, it's official. It's a cultural decline, it's right official. there. <laughs> the property <laughs> values have gone up, everyone. <laughs> Watch out. Um, um. Oh, by the way, before we go on any further, to see some more tweets like that. I mean, granted, that was my personal Twitter, but to see some more tweets like that, you could. I also do it on our uh, on our podcast account, Untranslatable One, the number one. Or you could uh, check out our Instagram, see some Vienna pictures. Chad sporting a dope ass Puma red. Uh, oh shit! I was about to hit the ham horn and I clicked the wrong button. Red uh, <laughs> Austria sweater, and it looks pretty cool. Did you get that there? Also, I I literally got it today. And dude, check this out. It says Österreich, which is German for Austria, on the sleeve. Ooh, wow. I, I I just love the way. Like I wish this. They had another one that had it on the back, which looked really sweet as well, but the hoodie was way more comfortable, so I had to go with the hoodie. And you can email us at um, untranslatablepodcast at gmail.com. Tell us about That's your right. on the road again experiences, your Christmas traditions. I mean, Christmas is over, but still. I have a question. Do you um, mm-hmm. how, how do the Austrians feel like such levels of, um, of pride for a, or, or, or show for a country? You know, I I don't want to do this, but I would say it's very similar to the way Germans are. So would you not it. wear that outside, walking around Austria? I mean, I don't really care because it's comfy. I like it. I, that's also true. Um, and I also and I also do watch Austrian soccer, at least the national team play. I gotta support David Alaba, who's a, a left back from Bayern Munich. Mm-hmm. He's been one of my favorite players I'm ever since it for he started years playing. At this point for Bayern too. Right. And he and he was I think the youngest national player that played in like the top team in Austria. I think he was like 16 or 17 Damn. when he debuted. Yeah, I can't even imagine that man like 16 and you're playing with guys who are in their like 20s and 30s. Well, Mbappe, the the kid now that plays for PSG just won the World Cup at 17. 
Right. With and not only that, he was a star player for the team. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's just a whole nother right. level. But no, I, I would wear this outside. Um, I might get some weird looks from Austrians, especially because there's no Austrian soccer matches going on that I know of. Right. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I, what's funny, though, is I see a lot of not only Austrians, but I've seen Germans and I've seen Czechs wear like clothes with USA stuff on it. So I wonder if that's kind of like what it is. You know, for me... Is it branded anything? Like, I think Austria... Is it like uh, American some, Eagle? Because that's different. I mean, with an American flag no, or something, no, but like it's, American it's Eagle. Usually, or... It's usually... Right. I know what you mean. It's usually like a t-shirt that'll say like LA or New York, or oh, even okay. I've seen American flag t-shirts with like a cool huh. print on it. Not just like a boring American flag, but like a right. cool print. And I've seen I've seen Love Germans or leave wear these, it I've like seen that Austrians. or something, or like... <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. Locked and loaded. Exactly. <laughs> but, but the thing is, like, I think it's just... For, for me as an American, Austria is a place that's really cool and really special. You know what I yeah. mean? If you grow up in Vienna, um, you know, yeah, you might still love the city, but it's a different... You Sadly, we take things for granted when, when we've been around them for too long. Yeah, you know what I sure. mean? For sure. I was just thinking that today. I went to the grocery store or something. Oh, I went to go get the beer of the pod. And on the way back, nice. there's this church that's a not the one I put on Instagram, a different one that's literally right across the street from me. And I uh, just looked at it. I was like, that church is amazing. And it's literally right across the street from me. Oh, wow. That's <laughs> and crazy. And I'm like, huh, that is a pretty cool church. And yeah, no, I mean, I get that. It's, you know, when you just live there, you just like when you, if people are walking past Stefan's Dome or any place in Europe or there, I mean, you live anywhere and there's amazing churches or, or cathedrals and it's like. Yeah, you just get used to it. Even though, I mean, I think people can still recognize that that's cool, but you can't. You don't have to stare right. at it every day if you're going to work or whatever. Exactly. Exactly. Speaking of churches, by the way, buddy, I uh, I woke up. I went to bed last night around I think midnight or so, and this morning I didn't set an alarm, but the church, which is right next to the apartment we're staying at, woke me up at like eight thirty or nine o'clock. Mm-hmm. Okay. Those church bells are just super loud. Yeah, at nine so I'm o'clock. Sure people though, who you said, I think so. Okay, yeah. Okay, I'm surprised they. I mean, at least he slept through like five, six, seven, and eight. <laughs> Which yeah, I don't get how that works at all. I wonder if they like, have some sort of setting so it doesn't ring from like midnight to four in the morning or something. Oh, I'm sure they have. I wonder if there's laws for that. I feel like there would be. <laughs> I don't know. I'm but usually you asleep. <laughs> right. Me, me the too. The church actually right across the street from me plays bells, too. They're not that loud. I can hear it from time to time if I'm like in a certain spot in my house or my apartment. But like, you know, I, I don't, you know, it's not as bad as I'm sure that yours are. Because it's not, this is not a Stefan's Dome level church that we're dealing with here. It's just a nice little thing going on. Right. Right. For sure. Um. So I'm officially on like a Christmas break right now, I'd say. I mean, it's vacation that I have earned for working, but uh, mm-hmm. I don't go back until like after New Year's. And I. So what are you going to do to fill the time? Dude. <laughs> a little part of me wants to be like, can I just come in and work? Like, <laughs> I. And this is why I need to go home for Christmas. Not, not for my family, but just to regulate the gluttony that's happening in my home right now. Dude, I slept on the sofa last night just because I didn't feel like putting sheets on my bed. I, uh, <laughs> I, yes, I took them that's off because awesome. I had to change them. So I took them off and it was like late and I was like, I'll just sleep on the sofa. I have this comforter that's perfectly fresh that I had cleaned. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'll just do this. 
And then um, yesterday, let me just run through some of the things I ate yesterday. So by the way, I didn't eat until like, um, this is also a weird level of laziness is the not eating part of it, not just the eating part of it. <laughs> First, I'm too lazy to eat. Right. And then once <laughs> and then once I do eat, it's like, all right, now it's just uh, overload. So I had um, frozen pizza, half of it to be fair, frozen pizza. What 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 kind of frozen pizza? It was literally generic grocery store brand because it was two for ten. And but I season it myself. I'm a professional. <laughs> um, nice. What what were the toppings though? Oh, it was just the meat situation. So pepperoni, sausage, like uh, probably three meat and oh, whatever nice. the other right. third meat is, mystery meat. How how do you season your pizza? Uh, I want these insider tips powder, from a pro. Uh, like some Italian seasoning, and usually I put some red pepper flakes, but I forgot to do that yesterday. Um, oh, you got to get those red pepper yeah, flakes. Yeah, I forgot. I realized after, it's like crucial. as I was finishing, I was like, shit. Um, I had a Pop-Tart after that because, you know, why not? <laughs> <laughs> I um, Didn't we talk about Pop-Tarts on yeah, one of I'm, the other episodes where you just randomly? I, I think I'm in, I'm in a downward spiral uh, health-wise. Although today for dinner I am having <laughs> I'm having steak and just broccoli, and that's it. So I feel good about that. Oh, nice. Uh, I, need, I need to get back onto, uh, especially going into 2019, you know, I need to get back on track. I only I only went out of track within the past, like, three days, by the way. This is all because of this uh, <laughs> uh, freaking holiday. Uh, anyway, um, oh, and then a couple hours later, I was still a little hungry. So I uh, drove to Wawa, which is obviously a local, very popular local chain here in the Philadelphia, Pennsylvania area. And I got a hoagie, which is just a large... Uh, sub sandwich and uh and then i came home and i had a dale's beer and a hoagie nice and uh i fe- then i fell asleep on the sofa because <laughs> i didn't feel like changing my sheets but now i'm doing all my laundry right now and i'm cl- and i and 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 i'm just like uh and i'm and i'm like even though i'm not going to work on monday because it's christmas eve and i have it off i'm still i i need to i i think there's something to finding that order when I don't quote unquote need to have that order, that's the real challenge. Right. That's the that's real true. sign of self control. Not going to work and sticking into this routine that requires me to not drink a beer at, you know, twelve in the after twelve noon with my lunch. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, I don't want to sound I'm like an alcoholic, this is but uh, <laughs> right for sure. I'm not trying to sound like an alcoholic, but I've definitely had a beer with my lunch in the Czech Republic before. Yeah, I mean, I've done it before, I, um, but um, yeah, I've done it before. It's just more of how often are you doing it and why are you doing it. But if you're on vacation, right, or, if, or if you're like, or if it's part of the, um, uh, you know, it's. And by the way, one beer, who cares? Every that's 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 I I I'd that's argue that true. that's be- better than that's one Coca Cola. Probably, you're not wrong. So you know, get that liquid bread. That's for sure. Um, so you're in Vienna right now. We're, you're on the road yes, again, sir. Um, as we obviously know. On the road again. Ooh. I need to redo my uh, places because... So I, I, it goes on the two pages now, and mm-hmm. I have two colors right next to each other, and I guessed that that was going to be the on the road again, and I was right. Oh, my God. Oh, nice. My heart okay. is beating real fast. <laughs> anyway, you're on the road again right now. You got to Vienna yesterday. Yes, sir. Which, for people listening, time-wise, that doesn't matter. But for what I'm going to ask you right now, it's relevant. Did you hear about uh, what's been happening in um, in Vienna recently, crime-wise? Are you concerned? 
now you got me scared. No, what's what's going on? Uh, there was a deadly shooting in Vienna that happened right in the city center. So, uh, this is from the telegraph.co.uk, just for your safety and for, you know, we're not just about language and um, whatever else we're about. We're about news and hard-hitting facts to keep people safe in this world. Especially meme news. You're in Vienna, obviously a very dangerous place. <laughs> well, five five hours ago. Ooh, uh, let me, right. I'm, I'm, I'm listening. Say, I'm I think listening. you can read the story, take it away from me like that. <laughs> 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 okay, um... Austrian police, so this is from the Telegraph, Dakota, UK. Uh, Austrian police believe that a bloody feud between Balkan mafia families broke out onto the streets of Vienna on Friday, uh, Friday, December 21st, uh, when two men were gunned down in the heart of the Austrian capital. One man was killed and another was hospitalized with life-threatening injuries when a gunman, sh- gunman shot them as they left a restaurant less than 200 meters from uh, St. Peter's Cathedral, Stephansdom, in uh, Vienna city center. A third man who had been dining with the victims inside the pact, guess where, what kind of restaurant? Pr- probably a schnitzel place, it is Vienna. Was left uninjured. Police were able to detain him at the scene and question him as a witness. Uh, panic briefly spread through the city center as locals feared a repeat, a repeat of a gun spree. By uh, you know, all right, that's all we need to. There was a uh, some, there was a uh, something that happened in Strasbourg. All right, that's all. But yeah, essentially there was a um, there was a uh, a little a feud and. Right in the city center. I mean, Stephansdom uh, is literally like you could there. You could just say that that's the center. Like that's literally just the center. Oh, for like if sure. you were to say meet in the center, how about Stephansdom? No one would. Everyone would be like, okay. Yeah, and for you can sure. get anywhere from there. So yeah, that's that's a that, crowded that's scary, place, dude. We've been we've been walking around Stephansdom today and yesterday. Oh yeah, you got there the day after that happened, I believe, though. Yep, we did. But I Ooh. would imagine <laughs> that that's the safest time, the day after. Some sort of uh, crime happens, and you know the thing is, um, that's a that's a crazy story, and it's you know I, I'm glad that no one else got injured. No, it seems like there was no. Let's put it this way: obviously, one guy died, and there was a guy that's seriously injured. That's bad, but it seems like there mm-hmm. is no collateral damage. Someone not involved with the situation that got injured. So that I'm happy about. Um, and uh, stories like this are a big deal in in, in, uh, in Vienna, and I think it's put in perspective when you hear something like that in America. It's kind of like this is another day. Like that's the best you got almost as far as <laughs> shootings go. It's like one right. guy died and another guy's like uh, might die. It's like okay, I mean. Well, I think I think it was carried out. Here. But see, I think it was carried out by a hitman. Yeah, no, it does seem it does. I mean, this is clearly this is yeah, also this is a very different thing because it's clearly some sort of crime relate like some sort of larger i assume gang related uh situation i mean they say mafia so that's gang uh right. yeah it's so it's a gang related thing it's not even like some sort of I mean, it's crazy but yeah let's just keep your eye out there chief you know i will that's that's pretty crazy because you're on the road again that's, 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 that's true um so yeah do you uh have it, do you have any shout outs or anything? Do you want to go into shout outs? Absolutely, we can do shout outs. Okay. I don't know if you have anything else My... you want to talk about before I mean I assume all you have to talk about is Austria stuff anyway. Yeah, you're <laughs> you're not wrong. You're not wrong. No, no, it is. 
Um, so yeah, actually, well, uh, I heard from a little birdie that you actually have a shout out. <laughs> Who told you that? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I do, and it's actually a kind of a sad one. I keeping to this is not crime related, but keeping to this, it's it is sad. And uh, Indonesia, did you hear about this? Mm-mm. There was a um, a uh, tsunami in Indonesia. That oh, I did hear about this. Just yes. happened over the weekend. I believe it happened yesterday, and it killed at least 200, uh, 200 and 220 plus people. They say 222. I'm going to imagine that there's going to be slightly more than that. It have been killed, and 843 have been injured after a, tsu- a tsunami hit coastal towns on Indonesia. Sunda Strait uh, government officials says. So uh, this is from BBC. So I'm not going to give a ham horn on this, but I want to say shout out to those uh, families and everyone affected by that. You know, that stuff is devastating, and um, you know, it's it, it. Not only is the actual uh, act devastating, but then the rebuilding part is 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 then oh, even yeah, extra devastating. And then on top of that, there was uh, this is what even got me thinking about this was there is I saw this and my dumbass actually watched the video on YouTube on um. Twitter, <laughs> but there was a uh, concert by a boy uh, by a boy band called Seventeen, I believe, or maybe I believe the boy band was called Seventeen, and there was a concert in um, in one of these cities, and the uh, tsunami activated an um, underground uh, volcano. So during the performance, they, this uh, this tsunami like this huge volcano erupted and it was in like this huge wave of um water rush of water took out the concert killing um the bass um uh, player for the from the band and the band manager and uh the band the lead singer's wife was missing but i believe she's now found i can't understand his instagram but according to the pictures i've seen um i believe she's found so that's great. So I guess that you know that's good news, but it's just you know it's just I mean that's ter- that stuff's terrifying. At a concert, having fun, seeing your favorite band, and then just out, literally out of nowhere. I mean, obviously no one knew this was coming, and no, you know, and and, uh, and just sitting there and just all of a sudden being swept away by this, uh, you know, who knows what it is at the time while you're just standing there. Right. It's terrifying. Yeah, that's but crazy. Shout out to them, and I, you know, I hope. Uh, it, you know, everything's as good as it can be. You know, obviously there's destruction, but. Absolutely. That was actually going to be one of my shout outs, but. Uh, oh, there you go. You did a great job. So I'm glad. I'm glad you gave them a shout out. Yeah, we uh, we are definitely hoping for the best for everybody in that situation. Mm-hmm. So my, my first shout out goes out to um, Mr. Revenant, Leonardo DiCaprio. He <laughs> uh, raised. A hundred million dollars to fight climate change. Raised a hundred million dollars. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. What? So I think that's pretty amazing. <laughs> Raised a hundred million dollars to fight climate change. Um, you know what? In, and so you know what mm-hmm. I think is the, uh, one of the best parts of being um, Leonardo DiCaprio and raising that money is I bet you a good bit of it was raised through fundraisers raisers that were essentially just parties. That you invite your rich friends to, and they give and they give a bunch of money, or they do like some sort of auction where they auction off, you know, like um, you know stuff that that people pay way more than it's worth. Hey, and I'm not I, I, listen. I'm not 
shitting on it because the dude raised over a hundred million dollars that he's donating. Right. But uh, it seems like it's it's funny. It's really fun funny way you mention that, Jared. Right. Well, it's funny you mention that because right here I'm reading an article by Metro.co.uk that says that Leo helped both events raise millions, uh, donated his own funds, of course, auctioned off his house, and had speaking roles in both programs. Auction off his house. I want to see that thing. I mean, right. I mean, auction off his house. <laughs> Just the way they say it makes it seem like now he's like living in some sort of like studio apartment somewhere. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh man, that'd be crazy. That would be crazy. Move back in with his well, parents. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Granted, he My bought them a villa. <laughs> Maybe you never know. My last shout out goes out to the brewery Sierra Nevada. They uh, are now having, they have a beer called Resilience, which every beer that is bought, money will be donated to raise money for all the wildfire victims in California. Oh, cool. There's, um, oh, I, I typed in Sierra Nevada on Google and the first thing that came up was, was Resilience. There's a, um, sp- speaking of that, there's a guy that I, a car person that I like, he has this, he bought this super cool Lamborghini Guni Countach, like a $300,000 Lamborghini. And uh, he's raising he he and his like super cool like photographer friend are taking these pictures of it in the California hills like behind like the haze of the fire and it's these cool postery kind of pictures mm-hmm. and they're selling them and donating pictures to the uh, to the uh, California found fire foundation or whatever and uh, that's awesome the I might buy one because it's a super cool poster and it's like yeah I mean it's for a good cause and if it's like ten bucks why not right yeah. Daddy's yeah, got like that. that. I can yeah, hey, listen, I can drop ten bucks. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. Right. <laughs> not, not to Nothing brag. Wrong with that. But the uh untranslatable podcast has been doing well. <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of doing well, I think it's time to celebrate uh, our good fortune, unless you have any more shout outs. Uh no, and I was actually hoping to use that shout out to uh segue us to our beer review of the pod. Yeah. I'm excited to see what you have for us today, Jared. So I like to find the local stuff because that's, that's like, I like local stuff. I mean, we we're talking about the California. People like to support um, local causes. I like to think I, I'm no different. And um, this beer is from uh, Conshohocken, which is a city in Pennsylvania, slightly outside of Philadelphia. And this beer is called Puddler's Row. I wanted to switch it up because I tend to get a lot of IPAs. And I realized I do that honestly just because that's what I tend to like. Um, and I'm, and, um, and I thought there are other people out there. This is not just about you. Uh, um, just cause it's, uh, I, just cause I, I, I put it out anyway. So, uh, it's called Puddler's <laughs> Row. It's technically called Puddler's Row ESB, which stands for extra special bitter. And they call it the all weather ale. Um, interesting. Okay. All weather ale. And, um, I'll, I'll read a little bit what, what it says. Uh, Puddler's Row Extra Special Bitter is a classic English-style ale with a mellow roasted flavor that rounded out, uh, that's rounded out by a toffee-like caramel sweetness. Puddler's Row is well-balanced between English malts and European hops. And, uh, you know, not to brag, speaking of shout-outs, uh, this beer, Puddler's Row, has won uh, two awards, the World Beer Cup, in 2016, silver medal uh, award, and the um, in 2018, it won the silver medal for the uh, oh, 
Oh, the category for the 2016 one was classic English style pale ale. The category for um, 2018 was extra special bitter, both uh, silver medals. So, hey, listen. I, even, I, I, even though I, I tend to live by the Ricky Bobby rule, I'll still give you a... <laughs> and that Ricky Bobby rule for everybody no, no, out there see, who hasn't seen nice. that movie is <laughs> if you ain't first, you're last. Um, it's a 5.4% uh, alcohol by volume. And I'm about to... Have you, did I show you the can? I don't think I did. Mm-mm. Oh, fancy. Mm-hmm. All right. Is there a guy, there's a guy on a bicycle? Yeah. Like a fancy old school bicycle, Peddler's right? Row. Oh, oh no! Excuse me. I thought Puddler, I th- it's Puddler's Row. I thought you were saying Puddler's. It is Puddler's okay. Row. I think that's more of a British thing. Uh, the pud- puddles. I don't know. I'm just now. I'm just pulling stuff out of my yeesh. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna pour this. Puddler's Row. And cheers, um, mate. It's coming in a pint. I, I can't get close to my microphone because I'm pouring this, but it's in a pint. Ooh, <laughs> it's a gross sound that I just made. Okay, I'm back. You got me back. Uh, here, here it is. Nice. So uh, nice little amber tint to it. Yeah, perfect. That's a perfect word. I was gonna say a brown, but I'd say amber is even better. Um, it's got a nice smell to it. I like that. I'm actually very okay. parched right now. I'm very excited for this. What uh, what kind of what kind of smell did it have, Jared? It really does have a kind of a toffee caramel smell. Like, I, honestly, I might have even said that if I didn't just read the uh, side of the can. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's it's clear. You're making me thirsty, Jared. Ooh. So it's definitely got um. It's an interesting mix of both bitter, yet sweet. So as I mentioned, that it's it's got a slight little like either like coffeeish taste, but maybe that's just the bitter mixed with the toffee. But um, this is good. I'm not. A, this is usually not my go-to. Like, but I'm also. I think I'm a very narrow-minded orderer of things. Like when I go to a restaurant, I I, I tend to get um like a, a place that I like to go to. I tend to get the same thing, whether it's food or or drink. It's like, oh, I love this restaurant. I love their this. I'm gonna get that. Uh, so even though this is not something I would usually get. I can respect and understand the merits of this. And you know, much how when you're a kid and you first try any sort of uh, alcoholic beverage or anything that's foreign to you, you're like, ooh, that's kind of gross. But then you, you, um, you, you know, you grow up a little bit, you, your taste buds become a little more co- complex. I could see this beer growing on me in that sense. So right now, I'd be mm. like, eh, it's a little bitter and there's a long aftertaste. I can still kind of taste it. But I could see myself growing on it and I could see... Why? Why this is a award winning beer? I get it. I, I like that okay. taste. Would it get any uh, any special Jared beer review of the pods awards right there? Uh, Would you say that is the number one all weather beer that you've tried before? I think this is one of the first beers I've had that is very appropriate to the current weather. Like like it. This is more of a even though it's a. Um, it's a heartier beer th- than I usually go to. The IPAs mm-hmm. usually are uh, fruitier and more citrusy, even though they're you know usually kind of stronger than this. They don't feel they don't feel as strong like they're not as he- like hefty. Mm-hmm. And so um, 
This is, you know, right now, it's actually a beautiful day today. It's sunny out. It's, I'd say, in the, um, it's probably in the low 40s, high 30s, but it feels warmer than that because it's super sunny. Like, it's very sunny out. And I, and this beer is just very appropriate for, like, going into, like, a pub on, a, uh, on like, a, you know, bundled up and going into, like, one of those warm, overly woody pubs. Oh, nice. You know what I mean? Okay. I, 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 I could just I, I could just see this be fitting into that aesthetic very well and I enjoy this beer and I would uh, recommend this to people even though it might not be my first go-to personally I would I still am gonna enjoy this one that's and I think that's a fair review nice nice I like it I I'm not a big IPA guy this is not an IPA um, or or, or uh, not a huge lager guy either or it's an, it's an ale isn't it yeah not it's more a like a British style ale. Okay. I think I'd still give it a try. After listening to your review, <laughs> I would be down to give it a try. I don't know if that was a, a review or an attempt at poetry or something. I'd start <laughs> telling stories about my youth. Um, <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, still not like my Khrushchevitsa review that turned out to seem like a like a, a radio advertisement. So <laughs> I was impressed. That worse. was impressive. <laughs> I was like, we need to... Oh, like. I, I should have taken that clip and sent it like not just through Instagram but specifically email it to like their PR people and be like listen right. if you want to take this for a couple bucks <laughs> <laughs> exactly exactly um so yeah uh, are, are you are you're not have you are you one to go to um like a british style beer like this it kind of reminds me for example of like um not not a uh not a uh, like a like a brown like a brown beer like a like a brown ale or something like that, but a little lighter, but still very say, flavorful. I would say. I would say I'd really have to be in the mood, and mm-hmm. I would probably be having some food with it. Yeah, I think this would go good with food, and I think you make a good point about being in the mood. Is that that explains how I feel very well? Is I like this, but as I said, it's not my go-to. So like, if I'm like, yeah, like. Uh, you know this. I, I know I like these beers, but I feel like trying something new. Why not? If uh, all right, let me put it this way: if I'm in this kind of mood, many fregista, then I'll be like, you know what? I'll just try uh, something new, and I'll be like, oh, I'm happy I found this one. Right. Exactly. All right. I think uh, I've we we've uh, belabored that one enough. It's delicious. I like it. Nice. So, um, do you happen to know uh, what time it is, oh, Jared? Glad you asked. Special on the road again edition. Oh, watch this. Want to uh, want to see something? Do you want me to just blow your mind real quick? Yeah, for sure. On the road again. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh double whammy. <laughs> All right. Willie's helping us out with these untranslatables this episode. I love it. Oh, that was that I was that it. was great. That was great. That is pretty awesome. Um, so I actually don't have uh, I don't have a lot of untranslatables today. First one is actually quick. And this is a which this is more of a which do you prefer? Okay. Uh ich hab kein Lust or Oh, okay. Ich hab kein Bock. Keine Lust. Really? I would say keine Lust. Interesting. Kein Bock is really German to my ear. But isn't uh Bock what they say in Austria? I've heard maybe, maybe I thought that's German. I thought Lust was German. I thought I see. Oh. I think it's the other way around. I think it's the other way around. 
Let me see. I'm doing some Googling right now. All right. Um, let me know. I'm not. Now you got me. Now you got me questioning my my intuition. Um, let's see here. Well, here, let's let's just do Lust. For, first of all, can you explain to our listeners what those sentences oh, mean, yeah. Jared? I'm just sitting here in silence staring at my beer. Um, uh, well, they both mean the same thing. And they mean, uh, the way I said it means, uh, I don't, it essentially means, do you feel like it? So the way I said it means, I don't feel like it. And so it's like, has to lust, blah, 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 to like to do something. Like, are you interested? Are, do you feel like doing something? It's, it's essentially, yeah, I guess the perfect, I think the perfect translation would be, do you feel like? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I would agree with that. I'm, I'm trying to find it. Oh, wait. Ooh, you might be right. You might be right, Jared. Oh. Because I'm looking right now. Let's play a game. Let's play the game Beat the German Teacher. <laughs> right? Let's see here. All right, hold up. I got to say, I love the, the find function. Oh, um, yeah, for sure. Okay. By the way, this Bock is the most... Auf, if you know the expression Lust haben, uh, to want to do something, to be up for something, the phrase Bock haben means roughly the same thing. Not really up for that day trip uh, that your German-speaking friends are organizing. Ich habe keinen Bock drauf. Really? I've... Hmm. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Now Chad doesn't even trust this I've website. Heard... This, this, is the most, this is the most research Chad has ever done on any huh. topic. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Two master's degrees later. And this is the most research I've done. Chad, interesting. Look, Chad My... looks like his whole world's hmm. just been blown. Look yep, at you. It has. It has. <laughs> hmm. That's really... I've heard a lot more Germans say Bockhaben than Austrians. Do you have to like file an uh, official um, I do need apology to, file to a some students? <laughs> I mean, this is a this is an Austrian website, so I'm assuming they're okay. right. Well, they're, yeah, I mean, that's, so, that's so who I'll you give should you go that. to. Right, exactly. There you huh. go. And that's what I even thought okay. beforehand. I always... Because in you know, to be fair... My main reason, because I, I don't, as I mentioned on our last episode, I don't claim to really be a, um, like an Austrian German expert. I picked up words and phrases when I was, when I was there and all that stuff, but it's, I'm not good at it and I don't know all the phrases and what everything means, but I, I'm pretty good at standard German because that's what I grew up, like I grew up learning. And, um, I remember learning, uh, Lust and using Lust all the time when I, um, when I, uh, lived in Germany in Dusseldorf, which is right. Usually, usually just your standard Hochdeutsch. So, right. Inter interesting. I'm doing a little more research on this because this is fascinating. <laughs> Jesus so Christ! Here, I just found a, just I just found it, a website. I, I mean, I do believe it, but I'm curious um, where where it comes from. So, woher stammt eigentlich Bockham? Where is it from? Yeah. Can I say this? Mm -hmm. I, I'm gonna have to ask you mm -hmm. to do minimal research because what I've noticed when we uh, do these episodes when you're not in your apartment. When you when I can I feel like I can almost tell when websites are loading on your computer and I'm not even kidding, like I, I like it, you always seem to crack break up as as you're like reading websites to me and I think it's because they're loading and messing with your shoddy uh, internet and I seem like I Could always be. notice when you're going to websites so just throwing it out there I mean I'm not telling you not to look up stuff but just mm -hmm. keep it to a minimum because I do notice that. Huh, interesting. All right, well, either way, I trust you, and I also trust this Austrian website. Um, what other uh, what other untranslatables do you got for me, Jared? Uh, just one more, and it's German. I'm curious if you've heard this one. I, speaking of trying to stump you, 
I think today, I think I've been uh, in a try to stump Chad mood because I just realized that this, that's the point of this untranslatable as well. Uh, da liegt der Hund uh, begraben. There, there lies the 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 dog buried. Have you Isn't heard that, that before? Like, does, I I I don't know if I've heard it, but I think I know what it means. Okay. So I'm going to take a stab at it. Go for it. D- doesn't it just mean that like that like that's the end of that? Uh, no, no, no. Okay, no. what does it mean? It's more so. Um, so let's say, um, let's say you and I are in a uh, more of a domestic relationship, less of a podcast relationship, and um, okay, <laughs> we're arguing because you always leave the seat up, and um, <laughs> and next thing we know, uh, next thing I know, we're we're talking about how um. You uh, forgot to give me a, a present, um, present like three years ago, and mm-hmm. uh, and then and then I'm like, ah, okay, uh, so that's where the dog's buried. Oh, okay, gotcha. Okay, it's like now we're getting to the like the heart of the matter. Like, oh, okay, now th- now I'm seeing what it's really about. Like now we're finally figuring right. out what this is all about, kind of thing. It was at Christmas three years ago, wasn't it, Jared? <laughs> I knew it. It's like you said you were happy with the $25 Amazon gift certificate for our 10-year anniversary. (laughs) You said you wanted a new spatula. This is a great spatula. That's right. (laughs) That's good. I like that. All right, Jared. Well, I have some special Wienerisch words for you. Okay. What goes around comes around, buddy, and it's time to try to stump you. Um, So so I'm going to start off easy for you. Okay. And uh, eventually get more difficult. So the first one, I, I, I know you know this one, but this is a really good one for all of our listeners out there, especially if they go to Germany or Southern Austria. And the word is Wurst. I think you meant Austria or Southern Germany. Thank you, yes. <laughs> <He's> a- <laughs> That's correct. <laughs> I had to pause for a second. I was like, Southern Austria. Anyway, um, Wurst. So I, uh, you Wurst. said it very specifically. And I feel like you're saying it because you're not talking about the actual sausage. Nah. But rather um, how people say, das ist mir wurscht, which uh-huh. means um, in German, if, if, for example, I grew, I grew up, I spent time in Dusseldorf, Germany, and they would say, uh, das ist mir egal. Mm-hmm. And that means that... Which means what? Uh, it doesn't matter. But everyone knows that wurscht means sausage as well. So it essentially means mm-hmm. uh, uh, that's sausage to me, which means I don't right. care. It's just sausage to me. Right. Right. Do you want to go see Deadpool? Do you want to go see uh, um, Avengers? Wurscht. Right. Doesn't matter. I don't care. Uh, everyone's favorite thing to hear. Uh, either one. I don't care. Okay, great. Thank <laughs> right. you. That was very helpful. Exactly. <laughs> I feel like that was one of the most useful phrases I think I learned while I was in Austria was Wurscht. I can imagine you using that a lot. I, yeah, and it wasn't Wurscht. It's Wurscht. Ma Wurscht. Wurscht? You don't re- yeah, Wurscht. But not Wurscht. Right. I, see, I, okay. I mean, you can still say it like that, but the Austrians would, would say uh, uh, Wurscht. Wurscht. I feel like so I'm little, saying it different, different every time. <laughs> Maybe. Who knows? <laughs> I can't okay. tell. The next one, if you were paying attention during the introduction, oh, you can God. probably guess what this one is. I never pay attention. Haverer. I did hear that. I've never heard that before, I don't think. Is that just... All right, take a stab at it. Haverer. I mean, the way you said it, I believe you were saying it as like, like Oida, right? Like kind my of. bro? Isn't that how you yeah. used it? Yeah, yeah. Havara is friend. 
Mm-hmm. Okay, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't remember hearing that. Yeah, that's kind of tough to say, at least for my American, uh, pro, you know, my American programmed mouth. That's kind of tough to say. Right. Havel, and, yeah. and that the, R in there is kind of tough. Havara. Right, but you don't, you don't give the 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 ending doesn't have the hard R. It's not Haverer. Havara. Havara. Yeah, it makes it a little easier. It just rolls off I mean, a little and easier. I, and I believe it comes from um, Yiddish, actually. Okay, that makes uh, sense. I, yeah. I could, I could. I mm-hmm. mean, I guess that makes sense. A, a lot of words sound familiar. I was right. like, oh, that sounds like it could. I was like, yeah, a lot of them do. <laughs> right. All right. How about uh, this? Is an important word if you're in Vienna. Bim. Say that again. Bim. B i m. See, I, I've, I've never heard this either. Bim-a? Bim is BMW. No, Bim is the Straßenbahn. Oh. Is that how they yeah. say Bahn? No, no. It, BIM is the word Viennese will use for the Straßenbahn. Dude, I don't think I ever heard that when I was when I studied abroad in it's Vienna. Because we were hanging out with too many Americans, man. Well, we always just used U-Bahn or Bahn or or uh, something like that. Straßenbahn, right? Exactly. Yeah. All right, BIM, Jared. You, I that's think, so much easier I think, too. Right. I think you know this one. Gema. Gema. Yeah. Is it like let's go? Yeah, yeah. Gay and via. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Gay ma. Uh-huh. And th- Hit that ham horn, my man. That was, <laughs> that was the, the first one you got besides words. It, 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 you know, the, the funny thing is, it, this is also, for me, the added complexity is hearing them out of context. Because if I right. were to hear that oh, for sure. as we're all, like, taking our final sips of beer and putting on jackets and someone said gay ma, I wouldn't even think twice about it, you know? <laughs> right. No, oh, saying, for sure. Let's go. For but sure. It, when you just say it to me out of context, I'm like, all right, what, where, like, where would I be when I hear this? What is like... Right. The Context makes all this stuff so much easier. I, I That in general, I think, I, I think it's taken for granted a lot when people are speaking just a, another language in general. Is just... Oh, I agree. Knowing your surroundings and what you're doing. Oh, a hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, which but, is why understanding uh, is so is much really easier than speaking it. Also, right, right. And in terms of language learning, actually being able to speak it is usually the last skill that comes when you learn, I, which makes sense. Well, I have a friend, um, my one of my good friends. He um, actually met him in Germany. He was my neighbor. He uh, he's Indian. I've probably mentioned him before. And his parents speak uh, Hindi to him all the time. And and I mean, but he I mean, he grew up in America. He's American, and mm-hmm. uh, he knows exactly what. And his gra- his grandma lives with him, and she speaks Hindi to to him, and he speaks English back. I mean, his parents speak English fine, but um, um, but he he never speaks Hindi because he's like, yeah, I, I was like, I I can't, I, I was like, I can't pronounce most of these words, and I sound like an idiot. He's like, even I. No, I sound like an idiot when I'm speaking it. <laughs> but my entire family has spoken it to me all my life, so like I, I just, I just, I know what they're saying. But I'm not. But they also right. speak English well enough where they, where they know what I'm saying too. Because I mean, his parents obviously are American as well. But like, like even his like even his grandma who doesn't really speak English that much, uh, she speaks English to her, and and she always um, seems to get it. I don't get it. <laughs> right, right. So here's, I'll give you some context for this one, Jared. So we're we're uh, we're about to. We just paid for our beers at the uh, Beisel or the uh, that's a Viennese word for like a local, like a bar or a local. Yes, thank you. Or and oh, I oh, say oh, oh. or Kneipe. Yeah, yep, Kneipe is what. Well, ooh, you know is that Austrian? You, I don't think so. I think German. That's, I think that's German. Okay, okay. Uh huh. Um, 
and and then I uh, so we pay for our beers. We're put. Uh, I start to put my coat on. I see you with your coat on, and then I say samas. Uh, is that like, do you have everything, or are you ready? Pretty much, are you ready? Yeah, very good job. Is uh-huh. is there is that just a is that just a phrase, or is there any sort of is that like a, a translation or like a dialectal thing of some sort of German phrase that I would understand? That's common. I think. I want to guess it's like Zinvia, but I could be wrong. Like Zinvia bereits and wir fertig. Oh, it's just a Something slur like of those words together. Right. And it's and it's dialect, yeah. It's not like a I mean it is a it is a phrase in terms of you can use just that one word as a phrase. Right. Zamas. Uh, um Zamas, but um yeah. I need to be careful maybe, because the Austrians don't pronounce the s's like the z as much as Germans do. Oh, Sam- so it's more Samats ever... rather than uh-huh, Samats. Yeah, right. That's uh-huh. Samats. I mean, all these you, mm-hmm. you you've been really been giving me all these examples over the past uh, two episodes of why um, the Austrian German is better and underrated because mm-hmm. it's just I mean because most of what you've been telling me when you when you're explaining the the dialect is essentially the smoothing out of the more common German dialect. Right. Um, right. Do you have any more? I got one more. Oh, this yeah. is my last All one right. for you. This is a good one. Papa und Freund. Well, I mean, Papa, Papa is like... und Fall nicht. Would be the, like this. You can't really translate Papa into standard German. Like, don't fall, Grandpa or, or Dad. No, no. Uh, Papa is goodbye in Vienna. Oh, I see. I, I once again, uh-huh. I don't. I'm not good with the, the Viennese dialect. Right. Oh, Fall nicht. Is it as fall uh-huh. as in like don't fall like falling like don't fall because yeah. it is also mm-hmm. a because fall is also a false a false friend in the sense that like auf jeden fall or something like that would mean like right. every time. So I wasn't sure if it was that fall. So it's is it essentially just like a like a good luck kind of greeting or like until next time like a. No, it's kind of the opposite. Oh, it's like oh, is it more like a "Don't let the uh, door hit your uh, hit you on the way out" kind of situation? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's that's pretty good. Oh, I like that. Exactly, oh, that's hilarious. Oh, so it's more like like "Don't fall," but I hope you do. <laughs> well, wait, hold up. So that's what I heard, but I'm I'm reading. I'm doing a little bit more research. Okay, um, once again. So here it's kind of I think it seems like maybe the, as I told the you, Chad. By the way, Viennese um, or the Austrians my, use this kind of half half for fun and half seriously. Um, but did I not just mention that uh, you every time you go to some website and start researching stuff, you break up? You <laughs> you break up? Right. Yeah. Yeah. It just happened is why I brought it up again, and I didn't. Right. I feel like okay. See, it's funny too because you keep reading and I'm like, he's not listening to me. Uh, and he's like, yeah, right, right, I'm right, listening. right, right, <laughs> right, 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 yeah, <laughs> I'm right, listening. right, crick, 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 crackle, 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 right, 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 crackle, crackle. <laughs> but yeah, so those were my my Viennese phrases for you. And I have to say, it's been really great to be back in Austria and to hear Austrian German. I think that episode was good prep for uh, for me. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I heard quite a few people say Abyssal, and that made my day already. I also <laughs> took a picture. I was walking around the Hofburg today, which is the big uh, castle or palace right downtown in Vienna. And uh, I found, as I was walking, they have a Hof, Hofburger, uh, a Hofburger uh, Stubau, 
which is like a little stuba to drink your your beer or your coffee or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it also has that L ending. So I snapped a pic and uh, I'll send that your way as well so you can see it. Okay. Um, Sounds good. Um, so you're, this is your first day, you, only your first full day there at least, uh, is what I mean. Because you got there yesterday. Got there yesterday though, like eleven a.m. Oh, okay. So you, oh, okay. So what have you done in the past two days? So uh, the first, the first day we got in, uh, you're with we, your parents, by the way. Just yep, with my we're with assuming my parents, heard the last episode or something. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> with with my parents, with my mom and dad, and we are uh, here for six days. And we came in yesterday. Uh, got picked up by uh, a taxi, and came to our apartment. And then afterwards, the first things we did. Went to the grocery store because uh, we came on a Saturday, and in Austria, the grocery stores are closed on Sunday. What kind of place so are you staying is, in? Uh, we're staying in an apartment on uh, uh, Straße, which is so a really a, nice area of town. So you have a kitchen? Yep. Oh, yeah. We got a kitchen, nice living room. I'm actually going to be sleeping on like a pull-out couch for the next five more days, but uh, it's really Ooh. comfortable. I'm and, sorry uh, for your back. And we're... <laughs> So 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 far so good. This uh, this Viennese tap water is is keeping me healthy. Um, <laughs> good fresh, for your bones. Fresh and crispy. <laughs> that's that's right. <laughs> but uh, um, but yeah. So we went to the grocery store, and and I mentioned that because there were a couple things I had to buy at the gro- at, at the grocery store. Uh, the first one was Almdudlar, which we mentioned in the last episode, which is this really good. Uh, I mean, they call it herb lemonade, and it's made from like alpine herbs. It's really good. I I don't know how to describe the taste of it though. You've had it before. Can you? It's hard to describe. Well, we'll start by saying that it's a um, sparkling apple juice base. Start there. And is, are you sure it's apple juice? Oh, is it not? I don't think it's apple juice. Oh. <laughs> well, it's. <laughs> Well, it's a mix of of herbs, like like er, uh, like um, I th- I thought it was like apple apple plus herbs, but I'll, I'll look it up. I'll, no, I'll right, look it up because right. every I, I right, told you to stop good. looking shit up. <laughs> well, I was gonna my look it up on my phone. Is way better than yours. That's um, fair. Go for it. I'll look Go it for up. it. So, so the yeah, origi- so we went oh. for almdudlar. The so original that was one thing I made to get. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> uh, as I said, my internet's way better than yours. <laughs> right. Um, no kidding. Um, no kidding. The original Amdula is a sweetened carbonated beverage made of herbal extracts. Amdula has been called the national drink of Austria. Its popularity in uh, Austria is second only to Coca-Cola. Wow. Interesting. Um, about 80 million liters. All right, that's not what's in it. Is uh, currently sold in... <laughs> Uh, okay, so they, it's just an herb. <laughs> that's all they really say. It's like an herb, herbal, it's a herbal secret. Ex- extracts. Yeah, I think they don't want to tell you. Herbal extracts. It's really good, though. It is really good. tasty. But so I'd I had say to get it has that. like kind of like it almost. I, I, I'd say at least it's very fitting Christmassy. I, like it's not a Christmas drink. You, you can find it anywhere. Clearly, if it's as big as Coca Cola in Austria, you can find it anytime, anywhere. But like it's right. um, it's like almost got like a Christmassy kind of herbal. Uh, makeup to it, like potpourri esque. You know, like it's like a right, definitely. Uh, anyway, sorry. Go ahead. You you gotta. So we so far we've he- covered he- that you gotta omdudler. Um, <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Twenty hours later. <laughs> right. Yeah. So got an omdudler. Um, that was good. Um, 
Also had to get some uh, Gruner Vetliner, which is a type of Austrian wine that's really good. Right. And I got it with the uh, mineral water because I I myself am a fan of, as they say in, here in Austria, Wein gespritzt or mm-hmm. a Wein Schorle is what they say in Germany. Um, Fun which fact. you mix a little bit of water. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, I would mean you know this, but Vienna, Wien, is the only capital city to have uh, wine production within the capital city limits in the world. That's right. Hit that ham horn, my man, because that's pretty remarkable. I always thought that wine here is really good. A cool f- fact. And there's these really amazing places in Vienna called Heurigen. Yep. Where you can get really good wine. It's it's also really I feel like if you want authentic Austrian culture, go to a Heurigen because I've never heard of Heurigen being advertised to tourists. Right? No. Like one thing. One thing I noticed today was we were walking uh, through the Hofburg, and of course there are the guys in the cheesy Mozart-esque costumes trying to sell you concert tickets to this crappy touristy concert, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> you know these are always marketed to tourists, but you don't hear much about Heurigen. And the wine in Vienna and in Austria in general is absolutely amazing. So I had to get the wine, had to get the Almdudler, yeah? Oh, all I was going to say um, is just, I think it's just because it just speaks to how much there is to see in Vienna. And uh, even though you're still in Vienna at these, uh, w- at these wine uh, vineyards, they're, they're, uh, which is what a Heuligen is, is a vineyard, um, they're, they're like, you know, it's Vienna, but it's, Vienna's a big city. So it's, like the, it's essentially the city limits to, to uh, like the outskirts of the city. So it takes effort to get to. It's not hard to get to by any means, but it does take effort, and mm-hmm. it is farther. It takes maybe... Uh, forty-five minutes to an hour, depending if you're if you're anywhere close to where you, around where you're at in the center city kind of area. Um, right. And so, um, I, I just by the very nature that there's so much to see, especially in this Christmas time, where there's also the Christmas markets that I assume you're going to go to. Mm-hmm. Um, already went to them, I, but yeah. Well, mm-hmm. there you go. We'll get to that then. But uh, I I, mm-hmm. I can I, I understand why they're not popular tourist attractions, but it is kind of a shame. Uh, like my parents uh, went. <clears throat> excuse me. My parents went there because they're they're wine people. So they they kind of made a point to just because they're kind of like that's at least my dad especially. That's like one of his nerd things. So uh, and he's nice. like, and, and and yeah, it's cool. I like that. So what else did you do? So so the other thing we had to get was Zammel or Brötchen for our German speaking listeners out there. Mm-hmm. Refer to the previous f- episode. That's right. Had some tasty. Uh, um, Homemade uh, Zemmel sandwiches with some uh, with some fresh cold cuts, some really good Emmentaler Käse. I think that's Swiss cheese. Okay. I think I mean it had holes in it. I'm not 100 percent sure, <laughs> but it was it was good. And I think that was all I got in terms of Austrian stuff. Um, and then today I made it a point to if we're still on the same vein of food. Today I made it a point to get a Käsekreiner. Which, for those of you who don't know what that is, Käse is uh, is German for cheese, and a Käsekreiner is just a, a, a sausage filled with cheese in it, and it's so delicious. I had one right at the. There's a really famous uh, Würstelstand right uh, behind the uh, Vienna State Opera House, the Staatsoper. Oh, nice! It's a little a little expensive. I paid four fifty for it. Yeah, four well, euros. I mean, especially now that you've gotten comfortable with those uh, Czech Republic prices. 
That's I was thinking that's the same full, thing today. You could, you could order a pizza for that amount of money and get it delivered to right. you. <laughs> exactly. Uh, for less than that, maybe even. So re- yeah. real quick back to that uh, Emitella cheese. According to the Wisconsin cheese man, uh, Emitella <laughs> cheese is not only Swiss cheese, but it's the Swissest of Swiss cheeses. It's the original Swiss cheese. So just throwing that out okay. there. That was an interesting nice. fact. Good, good to know. And then, um, so, so yeah, I so was, I had um, to get the... Quirky. <laughs> definitely. Learning all sorts of new things today, that's for sure. Um, but yeah, so I got my Kesa Kainar, and then uh, I, my dad... Yeah, go uh, ahead. No, 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 go ahead. I, I keep interrupting. Keep Just keep going. And my, my dad went to the uh, um, uh, art museum, the art history museum, which is right across the street from the uh, Hofburg. And if you're in Vienna... You need to check out the Ring Street or Ringstrasse because I th- I would say most of the really cool historical things to see are around that area. Oh, Obviously, yeah. there's still more cool stuff to see outside of the Ring, but if you only have a few days to visit Vienna, the Ring is a great way to cover a lot of ground very quickly. Well, that's a perfect example of what I was um, saying earlier about, about the Heurigen is uh, you can spend like a full week's vacation just walking around the Ring and cutting off from there. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. and like, right. Cause it, it really does. If it's not, you know, if, if everything's not on the ring, it's, it's five minutes from it. Every, like everything is, uh, at least not everything, but like so much history, so much, uh, so much, so many museums that are just like right mm-hmm. in, either off of it or right within it somewhere. Like you could spend a full week oh, in the ring. Let's put it that way. Easily. Very easily. And, and in terms of museums, I mean, if you're Especially an if you art like museums. buff, right? There's there's so many cool museums here. Um, I remember when we were living here. I don't know if they still do this, but not only do they have museums, but they also have old houses or apartments that belong to famous composers that mm-hmm. lived in Vienna. Oh, those were so and cool, and they have been turned into museums. Yeah, and a lot of those. I remember it was like the maybe they've changed it, but it was I think the last Sunday of every month. Like there were a bunch of them that were free, so I remember going into a couple of the Beethoven how uh, Beethoven Häuser or Beethoven houses because he moved around all the time. Yeah. I think he moved like over nineteen times. Well, he was kind of a uh, pariah, wasn't he? I've I've heard he was a horrible tenant to have. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he claimed it's because yes. he was deaf, as we've talked about. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna shit on the guy. He's a genius, but uh, and I don't know. Right. Him. He's probably both a right. genius and a piece of shit. That's very possible. But um, could be. <laughs> I did love that. I every now and again I brag to my uh, piano teacher about going to like um who we also went to Strauss's house, I believe. Actually, we're right across the street. Oh, cool. Literally, I look I can look out the window and see the in Austria the the other nice thing about visiting Vienna is all the historic buildings have a plaque and a red and white flag. So it's really easy if you're walking around mm-hmm. if you're not sure if this building is important or not. It will be on the front of the building. Do and there own, will be a plaque. Yeah, they'll let you know. Do your own right. self-guided tour. <laughs> right. Uh, exactly. I'm just on the ring. Do your own self-guided tour. One of one of my favorite houses that we visited was the uh, Schubert House. Yes. Uh, one of my that was a good one. One as of well. my favorite was that the one that had like the garden, or was that Strauss? I think. So. I th- I that think the have... Schubert House had. I'm not sure. Okay. Uh, uh, I believe the one that was closer to used that the one that was closer to remember the Knuspelikis chicken place that I like to go to. 
Oh yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. I think well, the one that was close to there was the one that had like that I like. But I also I think more just because of the environment or because of what we did. My personal favorite was Beethoven's, and that's only because it was the one that was in Heiligenstadt, and that's only because we were in a one bedroom apartment and we had our class in there. Right. That w- and <laughs> right. I think it was just the experience made it even cooler that we all just oh, sat sure. in a circle in this in this one bedroom apartment and were reading this thing and talking about it. I thought that was the coolest. Right. Yeah, that was pretty sweet. I also really enjoyed the Mozart house as well. I don't remember. That was his. pretty cool. Where what where which one was that? Did you took you took the Musik and Veeam class with me, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did we go that was, first semester? Yeah, that was first semester because we covered because we went in chronological chronological order. <clears throat> I remember me. Klaus. I remember who was the other one you just said? Mozart? No, no, Schubert? Before, yes, I remember Schubert. Uh I remember Beethoven. Uh, not Mozart. Yeah, Mo- Mo- Mozart was in the very beginning. But I'm sure if you explained Maybe. it to me well enough, I I, I would uh, I could remember it. I mean, it was in this small um, alley, and it was called Blutgasse. Oh, I remember the, the name alley. Of it. I remember the alley now. It's coming and back. And you had to me. go up this elevator, um, and yeah, it was awesome. So yeah, so basically, if you were a fan of art or a fan of music, especially classical music, oh yeah, Vienna is an amazing city for you. Uh, without a doubt, or and even if, if you're a fan st- of mm-hmm. like, like not, and, and, and I, I agree with you, but there's also if you're a fan of like nightlife or beers or uh, like pubs and stuff like that, like I, maybe it's not the best, like like you know you've been to Berlin, so it's no it's no comparison as far as clubs go, but there are endless uh, like pubs and bars and of all various, and I think what's also interesting is that there's all various like um, styles and. Um, like you can find Irish pubs easily. You could find, um, yeah, I mean, just any sort of American places. You can find classic Austrian, classic German places. Uh, Ooh, watch it! Watch out there, Jerry. I mean, you can. Watch out. I, mean, be the, <laughs> I, I just love the variety, the variety, and um, right. and, and and the melting pot effect of that. Oh, there's always some really cool places to go to, and like you said, Vienna has. In my opinion, it has everything you could ever want or need. I would argue you know, that it's a mm-hmm. hidden gem. That that yeah. as far as tourism go, obviously they do fine tourism wise. I don't know a ranking uh where they rank as far as tourism goes. I could look it up. Uh you can't look it up. Uh I can look it up. <laughs> <laughs> um Vienna tourism ranking. But I, I feel like as far as like what I, you know, when I hear like people in America talking about where they want to go, I feel like it's um, it's it's underrated and not talked about as enough as an option. Oh, most definitely, absolutely. I think it's just because Austria also sadly kind of flies under the radar. Yeah, that's a good point. People are talking about Paris. They're talking about Munich. They're talking about Berlin. Yeah, Barcelona. Yeah, Amsterdam. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Vienna. Yeah, it's. You I would agree with you. Italy. You haven't even gone to Italy. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. Greece, yeah, there are a lot of places. And, I've heard and, Greece is not. I mean, I'm not gonna say Greece. I haven't heard Greece is a terrible place. I've heard it's not uh, the greatest for tourism. Let's put it that way. Okay, interesting. I've, I mean, I've never been there. So well, I have no let idea. me clarify. Maybe most of that, because maybe most of that is referring to, um, referring to uh, what's the capital? What, Athens. I think Athens. most of that might be yeah, yeah. might be referring to Athens. To be fair, could be, could be. The other thing about Vienna too is, um, besides tourism, I, it's been voted numerous times the most livable city, either in Europe or in the world. <laughs> it's funny that you say that. According to the Independent, 
in March of 2018, Vienna was named the best city to live in for guess how many years running? I don't know, six or seven? Nine. Nine years. Wow. <laughs> yeah, baby. <laughs> and why does it say why? I mean, I can I mean, read a little bit of the article if you want. It's right in front of me. Yeah, yeah, I'd love to hear why. Uh, Vienna has been named the best city in the world for quality of living according to a uh, new survey. Now in the now in its twentieth year, the survey, uh, mm-hmm. the annual Mercer uh, Quality of Living Survey, and Mercer is a very uh, le- legitimate uh, like survey and uh, like a market study company. Because uh, okay. I run into them sometimes when I do, you know, re- look for research for car related stuff. Um, okay. Quality Living Survey has crowded, uh, excuse me, has crowned it the best place in the world for uh, the ninth year in a row. Slagen. Parakatil, uh, who carried out the survey, told The Independent, Vienna is the cultural, political, and economic center, with an E at the end. <laughs> it's the it's Independence of British uh, publication. And the, uh, of Austria. And scores highly in a number of categories. Among others, this, uh, the city provides a safe and stable environment for expatriates to live in. It has an extensive offering of international consumer goods, a high level of public utilities and transportation facilities, and a good rec- excuse me, and good recreational facilities. All of the above combined result in Vienna being uh, placed top. Eighth, uh, eight of the top 10, tenth, uh, excuse me, excuse me, let me say that again. Eight of the top 10 cities in the 2018, in 2018 are European, with Auckland in uh, New Zealand, Vancouver in Canada, and Sydney in Australia representing other continents. So there you go. There's nice. more, but you get the picture. Okay. I mean, I I can say from after having lived in Vienna for, I don't know, I think it was like nine or ten months, um, it was super easy to get around. The quality of food here, I think, is really, really good. As we've mentioned, that tap water, though. <laughs> I'll say this. In all the German cities I've lived in, or, or Ger- not German. I hate saying German because, but, like, there is, like, this German-speaking sort of, countries. Because th- these German-speaking countries do have, like, this, like, very similar mentalities and cultures to them, even though you can tell differences. But they right. both, what they both have is, between Germany, Dusseldorf, where I lived, and Vienna, where I studied abroad, is this sense of order to them. That, in these German-speaking countries, I think stands out anywhere it's this level of order and it shines like the clearest to me with with um with public transportation because i've never had any sort of complication understanding public like it's all been very simple in all the german cities i've been to and all Mm -hmm. the austrian cities i've been to uh like it's just very intuitive and simple where it's like these colors break off here and then go here, and it'll all bases here. And this line means that these are all the major places where it all joins together. And it's just and and I guess it's also I I, I have to put it in context too, because what am I going to compare it to New York, as a, a city that's like so much bigger than any of these German cities, right? Or like Chicago, which I I'm going to assume is probably bigger than most of these cities that I'm experiencing. But still, I I, I I'm I'm what I'm going to base it on is how much challenge i've had quickly adopting a new system and both in vienna and dusseldorf it's been the quickest oh for sure yeah i mean the 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 u-bahn is super easy in vienna there are six Paris lines is confusing as hell to me 
for example. Oh, Par- Paris was a nightmare. <laughs> Had I not been with somebody who lived there, exactly. For- forget it. I, every time I've used it, it's been with someone that that's uh, known Paris way better than me. Right. Exactly. Um, and not not only the quality of food and the transportation. There's always a lot of cool stuff going on as well. Um, where whether that be like a festival at the Rathaus or City Hall, um, Christmas markets during the winter time, and those open up sometime in November. Um, cause we went to some Christmas markets, didn't we? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. 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 What I am also wondering, Jared, what are some things that you miss about, uh, you said you want to live vicariously through me. So what That's are some things point. I can do for you? What are some things you miss about Vienna? Well, I think the struggle with that is like, uh, well, the way that I, I like to enjoy, like, vaca- like any place is a lot of wandering around and looking at things. So like, mm-hmm. for example, the Noshmarkt. I would love to go back oh, to the Noshmarkt. Oh, is great. Uh-huh. Um, I'm, you know, I'm trying to think because I, I wouldn't want to overdo it with, with the museums and stuff like that. But I think Schönplund. Which is very easy to do as Schönplund's well with all these Schönplund's got to be awesome one I, I'd have to go to. And then mm-hmm. what's the one with the one that we went to for class that, ha- that has also, we went there also with uh, our friends Alyssa and Tessa. Belvedere. Yes. Uh-huh. That's amazing, and that's where the kiss is by Gustav Klimt. Yes, Kuss, which is which is plastered all over. Well, we Vienna. know your dad's gonna have to probably see that. Uh, I mean, he already has, but you. Well, know I mean, we're I mean, on this trip, two. I know he's seen it, but I mean, on <laughs> right. the specific trip, right? <laughs> see, that's that's the nice thing though about having lived in Vienna, and also my parents have been here before. We can really be a lot more selective now with right. what we see, right? Which is really great because if you go somewhere for the first time. It can be difficult to figure out how to prioritize, you know, your your sightseeing adventures over one another. It can be overwhelming too. It's just like, what do I want to do? There's so much. No matter how much, I mean, once again, especially a city like Vienna. I mean, there's any city like you know any big European or big city. Like, there's so much to do. You have to figure out what is it that I want to do, and that's hard. And right. um, another thing I'd want to do is go to, um, uh, like, um, a, a good. Um, one of those good classic, classy, uh, yeah, especially since you're with your parents. So if I were with my parents, for example, honestly, even if I weren't, um, schnitzel places. I believe it's called like Plachtau or like um, or like it's by the it's it's by the if so you know where the Stadtoper is where mm-hmm. the main train station is there. If you if you if you leave the train station and walk away from the train station in front of Stadtoper and turn down that little road to the right. And uh-huh. walk down that road. There's a very popular. Are you talking about Figelmüller? No, 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 no. But I, I'm not Figelmüller. I can pull it. Let you me, got me curious. Let's see if I can pull it up on Google Maps. Pull it up, because I'm I'm curious. I, and I actually haven't had any schnitzel since I've been here. Well, it, this is a good place because it's it's a classy place, but it, it's schnitzel, so it's not expensive. You know what I mean? Right. But it, like maybe t- uh, like go with your parents on maybe like the last day or something like that. And uh, right. And so, right. so because you might not want to pay for it, but they they can they can handle it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, all right, so uh, so so take me through well, as I'm looking through this up, take mm-hmm. me through some things that um, you want to make sure because you know you've only been there for a day. Take me through some right. things that you have on your list of like like I have to hit this up before I go, regardless right. well, of whether you're with your parents or not. Just in general, right, right. So number one for me was. Um, have some Zachertorte. That's one Ooh. of my favorites. 
had some zahar torta yesterday, and I want to give all of our listeners some insider info. So one because, real quick, that's another uh-huh. one. A uh, 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 coffee house or a cafe or whatever they call it. Yep, that's also on the list. I'll get to that sorry, in a minute. Sorry, sorry. I, 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 I didn't think enough about all the things that there are to do. <laughs> right, that's the thing. I mean, you could spend a month in Vienna and still be doing different things um, every day and have a great time. I'm sorry, I'm going to um, try to anyways, stop cutting you off because I am curious to what you were about to say, but I just keep good. thinking of things. You're good. No, th- <laughs> that's totally fine. Uh, so, yeah, so I had some Zachar Torta, but my insider tip for all of our listeners is I, I personally, at least for my taste, I think the Zacher Torta is better if you buy it from um, the company called Gerstner. They, they, uh huh. That's Whereas what I was gonna say. You, is that's what I did, right? Because if I've tried it at the original, like the Zacher Hotel, which is where it originated, and it's just not—I don't know why—but it's just not as good. But like I if think you get it at Gerstner, it's better. I think maybe it has something to do with the Zacher Hotel being. I mean, and by the way. I agree with you, but you're not going to go to the Zach Hotel and be disappointed. Let's just clarify. Well, of course not. But um, I, it probably just has something to do with even though they're you know the originators of it, um, just the le- just because they're so popular for it, maybe they have just mm-hmm. a higher um, a higher quantity that they put out. Could so be so just yeah. by the very nature of the higher output, it maybe slightly it can slightly lower the quality. Right, and for all of our listeners who are wondering what Zach Torta is, it's a chocolate. Um, chocolate uh, tort or cake with an uh, apricot jam or marmalade filling, and it is absolutely by, by delicious. Filling, well, not filling, like a, like a it's like, like a, a layer line. between the chocolate because it's it's like covered it's like covered with hard chocolate, right? And it's a chocolate cake, but between the layer of cake and hard chocolate is a, like a thin but noticeable layer of this jam that you're talking about. Actually, the layer is usually right in the middle. Oh, excuse me. So I'm sorry. Soft, soft cake layer of uh, apricot and it then is very soft dense cake, but yeah, and delicious though. Great with a, like oh, a coffee it's so or good. something like that. Or melange. It's perfect with the. With, oh my! Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And that's <laughs> the right, next thing I wanted to mention. Keep going. Yeah, I keep cutting you find it. I'm sorry. I realized okay, how yeah, excited yeah. I am for Absolutely. this <laughs> Right. Uh, so yeah. So I had zakhar torta yesterday. Uh, I probably will have it almost every other day here as well, if, if we're being honest. Um, I feel we've I've walked I think over fifteen thousand steps today, so I feel like it's I feel like it's warranted. I've earned myself some zakhar torta, and yeah, it is in my opinion the the most Viennese thing, or maybe touristy Viennese thing. I don't know, um, is to have zakhar torta with a Wiener melange, which is which is like a coffee. It's coffee with milk. Uh, for those of you who don't speak French, melange I believe means mixture, doesn't it, Jared? Yes, yes, mm-hmm. and it is. It's perfect. And my favorite cafe in Vienna is Cafe Central, although Cafe Landmann is also pretty... I mean, really, you can't go wrong in most cafes in Vienna. Yeah, but they're just... I mean, even more than just the actual... I mean, because it is kind of... I don't want to call it standard cafe affair because that's downplaying it, mm-hmm. but it, the food is really nothing special per se. But the torts... And, the, the and even, but even, even more than that is the 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 aesthetic. I mean, you're in these beautiful like um, these beautiful buildings. Oh, and, for sure. And just what you're looking at is, and it's very, it, it's and it's not ex- it's expensive, but it's not crazy expensive. But it's mm-hmm. like it's very like like classy and like the uh, the waiters and and waitresses are very like proper, and uh, you know and like tuxedos and shit. Right. Right. So I found the schnitzel place. And I remember Flegel, what is it called? Flegelmuller or what is it called? Uh, 
Oh, Fiegelmüller. That place is kind of similar to your Z- Hotel Zaha. Not that it's bad, mm-hmm. but it's just, it's so popular that it's even hard to get in. Right. Because yeah, it is you ha- so popular. You have to make a reservation. So the one that I went to with my family, actually twice, was called um, Gasthaus Plachuta. And it sounds weird coming out of the mouth. It's actually kind of fun to say. But it's pronounced... How's, uh, that, how's that spelled? P-L-A-C-H-U-T-T-A. So, oh, yeah, Plachuta. So uh-huh. I actually think I pronounced it pretty well. Yeah, you did. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, look that place up, and um, rec- it's three $3 signs, so places go with your parents. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, but they, it might be a nice place to go, like, on your last day or something, and uh, it's a it's a very nice place. I, I went there That's twice. That's a great idea. In the time that, uh, with my parents, in the time I studied abroad, though. Uh, so, mm-hmm. so, uh, so highly recommend very it. Very nice. Okay. So what yeah, else I are mean, you the schnitzel looking forward to? Is, um, Oh, schnitzel, sorry. schnitzel for oh, sure. <laughs> that's a that's a must. Um, I'm also probably going to, dude. I'm going to turn into either a melange, a zachertorte, or a kesekreiner by the <laughs> by the end of this trip, because I'm going to be eating those probably, eating and drinking those on rotation. You've only been there for one day, right? Um, but yeah, so schnitzel is another one, um, and it's absolutely amazing here in Vienna. Some places you go to, the schnitzel will be bigger than your plate. Yeah. So be careful cutting it when you're eating it. Much like plachuta. Um, <laughs> exactly. Um, other than that, um, we're going to go back to Schönbrunn and walk around just because it's a really beautiful place to go. Yeah. I think I we mean, may be heading like, there tomorrow. You could spend like a good two hours and not even just like dilly-dallying there. <laughs> honestly, honestly, you could spend the whole day just walking, walking around through. the gardens yeah. there. It's crazy. Um, so, yeah. Actually, I have a question for you. Um, can you Google how many people work? At the Schönbrunn Gardens, because it's got to be a crazy number who maintain all of the shrubberies and the plants and the flowers and everything. Um, I can't even imagine what they must pay, you know, how much they have to pay to employ all these people to take care of the gardens. Oh, yeah, I can I can only imagine. And there's so many things. I mean, there's so many things and everything has to be clean. It's kind of like, I mean, going into a place like... Um, Schönbrunn is almost like going into like Jay Leno's garage where it's like he expects every car to start up when he walks in there. It's like you can't, there can't be one little piece of like silver in the background of some display that's covered in dust. You know what I mean? Uh, So let me see. Schönbrunn Palace employees. Huh, let's see. Uh, so what are so where are some other things? I'll, I'll get back. I'll let you know when I find it. Give me keep going. Sounds good. Um, I also would like to see the uh, Christmas market at the Rathaus at night because the lights are absolutely beautiful when they're lit up. Um, so that would be really nice. I'm also a really f- big fan of the Hundertwasser House, which is like this kind of trippy looking uh, building that has all these different colors and it's. I I think other than the windows, there are actually no straight lines um, on the building, which is pretty crazy to think about in terms of an architectural standpoint. Uh, uh, I'm not familiar with that place. What's it called again? Hundertwasser House. Huh. I told you not to Google. I told you not to Google stuff. I told you not to Google stuff. I can hear it. (laughs) (laughs) Friedrich Hundertwasser? Yep. That was the uh, painter and architect. That's cool. It's trippy looking. Yeah. Oh yeah, and I see what you mean. Like, there's no really like hard like um, right. And m- maybe there are, but the paint, the way the paint is applied, covers right. it up. That's and really I cool. There, and I believe there are actually apartments. Like people actually live there. 
Oh, which I bet you that's crazy. pricey. Oh, I'm sure it has that to be. That looks really it cool. Get be. a picture of that if you could, please. I will. I will. I'm hoping we can head there. Um, another place I want to go is like, it's kind of like a museum. Um, it's called Haus der Musik or House of Music, where they have a lot of cool, like interactive, hands-on exhibits and like really interesting stuff about composers that lived in Vienna. As we mentioned earlier this episode, you you can't go wrong if you're a music fan and you're in Vienna. There's just so many awesome places to see, and this is one of them that I never went to, actually. So it's on my list. Do you Some, plan- Someplace new now. Do you guys plan on going to see an uh, 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 opera? I, th- I could be wrong, but I think the Staatsoper is now... I think they're on break. Oh, for the so holidays? So nothing at the Staatsoper. Right, and I'm sure we could find other ones... But what I didn't about the other big one? Opera the folks, op, 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 op. folks Opa, I could check. There's even the, I think there's another one. Yeah, the Folks way, Opa is the other one. I could totally imagine you wearing a um, a uh, tuxedo with tails. You better believe it. Have you worn a tuxedo with tails before? No. Oh. No. And actually, <laughs> actually, crazy story. Um, I don't think I ever told you this, actually. Um, so the second semester I was in Vienna, sadly without Jared, um, which was such a bummer. That was during ball season, right? And so explain that. I, I think that sounds weird if uh, you don't. Ex- <laughs> <laughs> if you just leave that. That's, that's true. So when I say ball season, I mean literally like going to a formal ball where people dress up in tuxedos. Yeah, imagine um, uh, Cinderella or something like that. <laughs> ex- exactly, exactly. And people are waltzing, and and so um, the the girl I was seeing at the time invited me as her date to the ball. So I went with her. And we went to go try to find me a tuxedo. And every place I went to, it was anywhere from three to like 600 euros to rent a tuxedo for one oh, night. Oh, to rent. Oh, oh, Yeah, oh. to rent. Oh, that's crazy. And and so, and uh, I went, and we went to this other place that was right by my apartment, actually. And uh, and it was, uh, hey, admitting this, but it was, it was a grand to just buy the damn thing. So I thought, you know what? I'm going to ball <laughs> out. I bought it. Uh, but you know, I also used it for my senior recital. Many fregista, and uh, I, I I used Ballin. it for my senior recital, and uh, and at the time I thought I was going to be continuing my studies in music, not in right. German. And you know, if you are giving a performance, yeah, like I, classical guitar, you wear that could last you for years. Right, and then of course I started lifting weights, and <laughs> I think I was I was 145 oh pounds when I left Austria. And now I think I weigh somewhere in the 180s. How do you feel about that? Um, about paying about that investment, like in hindsight, when you think about it now. I mean, had I have just gotten a size up, probably it would fit me perfectly now. Um, but but I how feel often do you wear tuxedos still? I've worn it. Well, I've worn the thing three times. So in theory, if I would have rented it, I would have paid maybe a little bit more to own it. How much of that was? Um, h- how much of your decision? to buy this tuxedo had to do with the fact that you already know what I'm about to say, <laughs> that, uh-huh. a, that, that a girl was around. <laughs> well, I think, well, some of it was also, if you don't have a tuxedo, I don't know if they'll, I mean, oh, maybe they'll you, you could wear a suit. You could probably pull it off. Like, like I've gone to black tie events. Granted, it was auto show, so they're not that strict. But okay. um, I've gone to a black tie event and worn a black suit with um, with a, just as uh, kind of a, Extra nice dress shirt and a black okay. uh, a black bow tie. Okay. Can you Google something for me? Mm-hmm. Will they Jeez. let you into a ball 
in wearing a suit instead of a tuxedo because I'm really curious now if they would let you. But I, I talked to, I thought I talked to a couple of Austrians and they said, no, you need a tuxedo. Um, so yeah, I don't know. It's gotten some use. Um, and I think the jacket still fits. I just can't, uh, can't completely uh, cross my arms. So, well, so. <laughs> well I, I have the, uh, I have the dress code for you. Mm-hmm. Um, oh shoot. I thought I just saw it. Wait, what, what? It says dress code in the title. Oh my God. I'm so sorry. You're okay, good? here we go. Found it. Each Viennese ball usually adheres to a strict dress code. If you get uh, the evening attire totally wrong, you may not be a allowed to enter, uh, even with a valid ticket. So good thing you paid. Uh, drop that. Uh, <laughs> drop that, that rack. Right. <laughs> uh, um, the dress code for elegant balls is usually long ball gowns for the ladies and tuxedos. Yep tailcoats or black coats so i or excuse me black suits so i probably could have gotten away with my black suit and a and a uh, bow tie okay black bow tie probably specifically depending See, and on i of course stupidly had a gray suit not a granted, black suit uh oh yeah, yeah yeah so you at least needed a black suit it seems like uh so and my black suit's pretty nice too so i think i probably could have gotten away with it it's not a thousand dollars but it's pretty nice um with modern, uh, with modern balls such as the life ball, the dress code can be themed and quite extravagant. A few balls, Jaeger ball, Vina, uh, Katrein, uh, excuse me, Katrein Tanz, or Trachent Perchenball, except elegant Austrian folkwear such as Diendel dresses, dresses, dresses and Steyer suits. I, I like a dander at a ball. I, 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 oh, I, I like, yeah. Who doesn't I'm, like a dandel? Yep. Yep. Deer, dude, I will tell you right now, dandels are my weakness. <laughs> my ultimate weakness. Is it dandels that are your weakness or um, just boobies? I think. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I would say the dandel. Okay. Because I think the dandel has a different effect. But uh, but yeah. It's the mix so, of the yeah, two. So that was I crazy. I what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. You're not an animal. That's true. I try to be civilized when I can. What can I say? Um, so uh, yeah. So there you go. Uh, you so it's it seems like you at least needed to buy something. Right. I probably should have just bought a black suit in hindsight. But yeah, probably. Whatever. You know, life's short. I can't take the money with me when I die. Yeah, so. see, you're you're doing fine right now. <laughs> That's right. Could be could be worse. Um, but uh, yeah. But so, that was a, a really interesting experience going to a Viennese ball because it was actually a. A mask ball, which meant the women wore masks, and then at midnight they all threw them into the air, like an eyes wide shut. It was party. a masquerade, <laughs> kind of, yeah. You you realize eyes wide shut is actually based off of a novel written by Arthur Schnitzler, who uh, was Viennese, and the whole novel is set in Vienna. Oh, I, I have actually never seen that movie. I just know that they wear masks and it deals with it like it's an orgy or something like that. You should you should, you should check out <laughs> and the Tom the Cruise book. is in it. Right, the book is crazy. It's called Traum Novelle. Okay. Uh, by by uh, Arthur Schnitzler. Book of the and pod. it's a really good read. And uh, and it's a really good read, and it happens in Vienna. And some of the places you will probably even know. Oh, so like, I, that's like, why read, I reading, reading it, I'll be like, oh, I know where that is. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, but balls are really popular here in Vienna. A lot of people go to them. I have a friend who's currently working at IES, and she's been going to a couple balls. 
as well. And they're, they're really, I mean, now I get why people say to have a ball, like to have a good time. Why they say that? Because it is a great time. Right. Uh, yes, it's our study abroad program. Have you been seeing um, any people from our study abroad program or have you seen or are you going to see? All those questions in one. Going to see. Who are you going to? Who who, who is he going to see? Thomas, uh, and mm-hmm. then uh, another friend of mine who is, like I mentioned, working at IES. Who's that? Do I know this person? Christina. I don't know if you know her. Okay. But yeah, so are you actually going to go to? She's, she's a cool uh, girl. Like the, Are you actually going to go? Are you actually going to go to the study abroad uh, like campus place? I'm hoping. I'm hoping to drop by, but I think they might all be gone for the holidays. Oh. There's, I wonder if you remember the code. There's a door, a door on the a code for the door. I'm sh- I'm sure they have a different code, and I don't yeah, remember the code. If they're smart enough, they'd probably change that every now and again. <laughs> right, right. Well, they changed it. They changed it when I was there. I think they changed it every year. Oh, makes sense. Every year, yeah. yeah. And I also need to email our old German teacher and see if she's around because I would. Last time I was in Vienna, I met up with her, and it was really great to talk to her. Oh, I'm um, sure she's she, such she'd an amazing be happy woman. to have you. Right. So I'll have to mess, uh, send her an email too. But yeah, so it's been great though to be back in Vienna. There's a couple other things I want to mention, but before I do, are there any things that you would suggest if somebody had never been to Vienna or like some must-do things in Vienna? Well, I mean, obviously it's Christmas market time and Vienna is it's known for their Christmas markets. There's They're all over the place. Mm-hmm. Um, they're all over the place so much it almost feels like you can like go from one to the other and never like not be in one. You know what I mean? Oh, for, like, oh, for sure. You can just stumble <laughs> upon Christmas markets here. Absolutely. And like big doubt. ones too. It's like oh shit. Right. Um. So if you're there at that around that time, oh the um is it the Plata? Is that like the um, amusement park kind of thing? Yes, sir. Um, I would highly recommend that. That's a fun place to walk around, and it's I call it an amusement park. But you don't even really have to go there. Like, I've gone there plenty of times. I don't think I've ever gone on one of the rides. I mean, you can, but it's just a fun place to hang out. Did you go on the Ferris wheel, the the Riesenrad? I don't think so. Oh, oh man, that's like a must-do is, is ride up the Riesenrad. Yeah, but, I mean, it's it, – it, I'm, I'm usually not one to – I'll go on a Ferris wheel. But I'm usually not one to recommend it because uh, I, I, I don't – like, I, I don't usually enjoy putting my, voluntarily putting myself in those – heights related situations i'll do it that's fair but i just won't i just won't <laughs> recommend it <laughs> right another thing it's too, like you dropping the... a thousand for a suit it's like i mean <laughs> i don't want to i'm no i ain't no wimp <laughs> <laughs> that's right that's right the other thing too in the in the prada uh if you're there not during winter time there's an amazing restaurant called schweizer house and uh and they have delicious food and and that restaurant is in the prada and I would check that out as, out as well. Well, there you go. Um, let me think of what else. Um, I, I'm like I'm like mentally walking around the city in my head. Right. Um, I mean, you could easily. The beautiful thing about all the like, I mean, this is not really for you, but the beautiful, beautiful thing about the churches there is that you can just walk in and out of them and not even really like you can stumble upon half of them and just walk in and out and and, and right. realize you're in a church. That was built in the 1200s, so that I don't even really have to recommend. Just walk in and out of those at your own discretion, mm-hmm. and in your—I right. mean—you're bound to hit one. Go ahead, you're bound oh, to hit no, one. No, 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 please. Oh, I'll, no, you're—you're you're right. And Stefan's dome is right in the center too, so you, you can't yep. miss that if you're in Vienna. Ste- right, Stefan's dome and also Karls, uh, uh, Karlskirche are really beautiful. Yes, 
Yes, yes. I'm a fan of both of those, that's uh, for sure. So, Nashmarkt, I said that. Um... And by the Nashmarkt, at the end of it is the Wiener Secession building. Is that that giant which... dome thing? Yeah, it has the golden dome and it has all the, mm-hmm. it has really amazing artwork from Gustav Klimt. And Vienna is an amazing I should have my dad out here to explain this. Vienna is an amazing city in terms of art. And there's a lot of really cool what they call Jugendstil or Art Nouveau. Oh, yeah. Uh, which I love. I love looking at Jugendstil architecture. I probably um, heard that word at least that. no less than sixty five thousand times uh, when I was in Austria. I forgot about it until you just oh, brought for it sure. up. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> right. Any other okay. things you would recommend for people? Um, uh, no, not the top of my head. I'm sure when once you keep talking about stuff, I'll be like, "That's good too." All right, right. The other thing I would I would recommend is you have to go to uh, the Staatsoper if it's open, um, if you're lucky, because I I don't know what their season is, but they they close and take a break for for quite a while. But I know oh, if you're there, yeah, go ahead. Are you allowed to just like walk around even when there's not um performances or shows i'm not sure i'm i'm not sure you might need a guided tour okay i would assume you would need a guided tour but i could yeah, be wrong probably. they probably don't want but people e- just wandering right um but even even the Staatsoper, um you know you can get at least when i was here when i was going to it you could get uh standing room tickets for like three euros yeah oh right which yeah, is yeah. a steal in my That's opinion what we did for a class um exactly and then uh, I would also say it's also worthwhile to see the uh, um, the um, Vienna Philharmonic as well. In the uh, usually, I think they, I believe they perform in the Musikverein, which is this beautiful kind of red-looking building. So, so obviously, music is a big thing in Vienna. As we've mentioned, highly suggest visiting some museums. My two favorite museums, I think, were the. Uh, um, the Museum of Old Music Instruments. It's like a collection of all these old music instruments. Well, that's cool. They have Mozart's right father's violin. They have a bunch of really awesome guitars. I'm not sure if you're allowed to take pictures in there or not, but I definitely snuck a bunch of pictures of guitars while I, I, never, was fully, in there. I never fully understand the rules on taking pictures in museums because I've gotten in trouble for it, but also done it mm-hmm. in front of security people, and security people haven't batted an eye. Well, I think usually the problem is if there's flash, because oh. on paintings are old, delicate items. I mean, if you think about the flash, you know, millions of times, it it can actually fade um, artwork right. and other things. Well, that's um, probably so why they have the Mona Lisa on like a hyperbaric chamber on the wall. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But yeah, so that was one of my favorites. My other favorite, which I think you went with me to, was the uh, Schatzkammer. Or the uh, like treasure chamber, which has all oh, these cool yeah. crowns. Is it um, underground? Has like a isn't narwhal it? tusk. I think so. Okay. And both of these are in the Hofburg, so a lot of the museums are right there. I would also suggest checking that out place the was National Library. I remember that place now. Yeah, it was. It had kind of a weird vibe to it, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, because there were literally tombs down there. Oh no, you're thinking of some something else. Oh, am I? That's uh, called the that's called the Kaisergruft. Uh, there's literally the the emperor's tomb and they have okay. yeah that was that's also creepy i wasn't he it was cool to see but yeah i don't think i need to go back well, there again it creepy. was really creepy <laughs> right yeah exactly there was another place that was kind of creepy like that that we went to that was this castle kind of in the outskirts that we went with class 
And it was like this big castle, and they were specifically walking into the basement. I remember we all met outside on the front lawn. There's a picture of us on the front lawn on Facebook or something. Mm-hmm. And I, I wonder if you remember what that place is called, because I know I don't. But it wasn't really near like the center of the city, I don't believe. But it doesn't matter, because that's Was vague. it a castle or was it a monastery? Whew. <sighs> castle, I think. Okay. No, maybe it was I a remember, monastery. Maybe it was a monastery. I remember them. I remember going to the. Uh, I think Kloster Neuburg. Maybe that might be what it was, and it might have been a monastery. Yeah, but I'll, there's. I'll look but it anyways, up. one way or another, there's a ton of history here, um, and as we mentioned, if you're in Vienna for the first time, walk around the Ringstrasse. You will not be disappointed. Definitely get yourself a Wiener Melange uh, in some cafe around here. Um, check out some of the traditional Viennese restaurants. Some Viennese food that I think you have to try, obviously, is Wiener Schnitzel. That goes without saying, I guess. But Kaiserschmann's really good as well. That's like a, it's more of a dessert. Have you ever tried Kaiserschmann before? I need to look it up. I've definitely heard of it. That's really good. Um, what are some other Viennese foods? I mean, I just ate you so much schnitzel. That's all I associate. Oh, yeah, Zachertorte, for sure. Oh, dude, Mannerschnitten. Oh, yeah, isn't that? That's from Austria. Yeah, that's from Vienna. Another fun fact of something that's from uh, Vienna, Red Bull. I thought that was from Salzburg. Okay, never mind. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's, from, it's from Austria, nonetheless. Um, oh, and uh, Apfelstrudel. Oh, yep, you can't go wrong with some I, I'm looking at Kaiserschmann, and yes, I, I have had that. Which is actually kind can of similar descri- to strudel. Can, can you describe it to our listeners out there? Is a shredded pancake that takes its name from the Austrian Empire, Kaiser Franz Josef. Uh, Kaiser Schmann is a. Uh, uh, oh, that's what. It, um, and it looks like you, I, you dip it into what is that? I can't tell what you dip it into. I'm not sure either. But I'm clicking on. See now my internet is apparently deciding to run slow as uh, I've been bragging about it this entire time. But anyway, yeah, it's just like a dessert, and it has it's like a pancake that you dip into um, some sort of other sweet dipping sauce, and it's like topped with um, with uh, powdered sugar. How could you not like that? Oh, here it is. Um, um, let's see, dip. Let's see if I do search for dip. Nope. Oh, applesauce. Yep, that's it. So there, there you we go. go. Uh, so yeah, uh, uh, yeah. So um, I'm trying to think of some other uh, good foods. I think I, mean, I think we covered the main ones. Oh, without a doubt. Uh, so I have a, a question doubt. for you. Um, mm-hmm. Do you um, ha, do you uh, ha, ha, do you have any pet peeves or things that bother you that you kind of just keep inside when you travel with your parents? Of course. <laughs> or can of you course. tell me about them? Or are they an earshot? <laughs> I mean, well, I think I mean, I think it's just. But that's when. I wouldn't necessarily say it's a pet peeve. It's just a different, it's a different way to travel. Right. It's just personalities. You know? Well, well, not only that, but when I'm here, um, I'm I try to not be my first priority because I want I want to spend time with my parents. I want to show them an amazing time, you know. Um, but I mean, the thing that we mentioned in the last episode, I always I always realize like I'll start walking and then I look behind me and you know my parents oh, are a right. few steps behind me. So I got to be more patient with that. Um, but other than that, I mean, it's, I really love traveling with my parents. It's a lot of fun. Um, you know, yeah, you guys I mean, seem to have like a great relationship. 
Yeah, I'm very fortunate. I really love my parents. <laughs> They're great people. Um, and I mean, really, it's it's just a matter of me me being patient, you know. And also, sometimes I, I worry a little bit, like if I if you know, like for for example, today, my my dad went to the art museum, and my mom and I were walking around the Christmas markets. And when I travel by myself, I don't worry about things because I don't have any other people with me. Right. But when I'm with my parents, I'm always worried about like getting a phone call from somebody like, you know, your dad like, you know, fainted Passed at the art museum or something. <laughs> right. And so I'm always a little worried about that. Um, not that he can't handle himself and we're in right. a German speaking country and, you know, he he's always fine. But, you know, you, you worry about the people you love and, you know, I'm a warrior. Our listeners know <laughs> that I can be a warrior. And like I remember when I was traveling with my parents, uh, when I left Vienna, we had so much luggage, um, I wasn't sure if we'd all be able to get on the train in time, right? Mm, and at mm. that time, I didn't have a cell phone anymore. I had given back my cell phone to our study abroad, um, our study abroad organization, and so I was really paranoid about well, what if we get separated? You know, now at least we have like a home base, right? So if we get separated, you know, yeah. I would assume eventually my mom or my dad would come back to the apartment and everything would be fine. Right. I also am fairly do they, confident do both they have of them could phones? find it. No. No, oh. they don't. Oh, so that's another sort of worry you have that you can't just... Uh... Exactly. Exactly. Oh, okay. But I don't, I don't really think any pet peeves. We don't really we don't really get in any big arguments when we travel. Not um, a lot of bickering really and stuff good. like that? Not really. I mean, sometimes a little bit, but I think that's Family normal stuff, when you spend... Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But, you know, I'm really lucky. I'm so happy that they've come here for Christmas and I can spend Christmas time with them, especially in such an amazing city like Vienna. Um, I really sometimes have to kind of count my blessings because I'm, I'm very lucky and very grateful and very thankful. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Are your parents, like, go with the flow people as well, too? Like, you guys, uh, oh, are they definitely. more planners? Anyone in your family is a well, planner? Well, I would, I would definitely say my mom is the planner. Okay. I wish I was more of a planner like I she mean, was. <laughs> I know you wish I was I, more of a planner. Listen, I do that's a podcast for sure. with you. I know. <laughs> right. Ex- exactly. Exactly. That's definitely one thing I got to work on is my planning skills. Um, but yeah, my mom's a planner. But since we've been to Vienna, this isn't our first rodeo. Mm-hmm. We can really pick and choose what we want to do, which is really nice. Right. If you, like when we were in Prague... I wouldn't say I felt rushed, but I wanted to make sure they got to see everything that was kind of worth seeing. Um, whereas in Vienna, we've seen a lot of the really amazing stuff. So it's whether or not we have time to go back and see it and, again. And it's and it's sort of an un- unnecessary pressure you're putting your, on yourself. Because uh, even in Prague, I mean, you're dealing with these gigantic, amazing cities. It's like you can't show them everything in the couple of days you're there. And it's like there's no right. no matter – even if you show them the coolest stuff, there's other cool other cool stuff you could have shown them in, in, in that place. And you'll – you know. But I, I, obviously I totally understand that because I feel that way even when people come to visit me in Philadelphia and I've lived here for almost four years, you know? Right. Oh, for sure. But, yeah, it's been a great time in Vienna. Happy to be on the road again. Mm-hmm. We're happy to have you on the road again. Shit. On the road again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. That's great. But, yeah, and we hope that this episode uh, – will be helpful to anyone traveling to Vienna. Uh, and feel free to contact us at uh, untranslatablepodcast at gmail.com or on Facebook, Untranslatable Podcast. If you have any questions about Vienna, I would be happy to give you suggestions. Mm-hmm. I'm sure Jared even would be as well. 
Um, yeah, I think I was even I was even taken aback by how much I could just ramble on about stuff go in uh, in Vienna, because because there's it's the stuff like this where it's like, you know, it's not that I forgot how much I was exposed to because that's not the case at all. It's just like remembering names and and just and when when I'm not thinking about it on a daily basis, it's just I forget how much I experienced in those couple of months and just how much there is to experience in the city. And it's like when you ask me, it's, uh, it's like, oh, so what are some things you would like to see? And, and especially when I do my research, especially for these on the road again things, I try to avoid just talking about like tourist stuff because it's like, I mean, anyone could just Google that and find tourist right. stuff. Oh, for sure. Um, and so it's like, oh, man, like we could go on forever on just things that, uh, that amaze me. It's like, well, if I'm only going to go for a week, I want to make sure I see this. But then also this. But then also this. Oh, but I also want to see this. It's like, exactly. oh, but I can spend a whole day just here. And <laughs> right, right. I mean, you and could I, spend a whole day at Heurigen in Vienna, no problem. Oh, yeah. I mean, just walking around to get there when our teachers tortured us. <laughs> that, that was crazy. That was absolutely crazy. Yeah. So I, it, I, I forgot. Is it cool if I tell that story real quick? Because that's sure. kind of a funny story. Of course. So so in our German class, it was it was like high time. What was it? Probably end of October or maybe even beginning of October. I don't remember. That, yeah, because it was nice out. End of September, I think. It was definitely I think nice. It was out. end of September. Yeah, it was super nice out. And our teacher said we're going to go on a short hike <laughs> yes. to Hoyrigen. So, uh, so we were like, okay, a short hike, 20, 30 minutes, right? We were hiking for three hours. <laughs> and this was, by the way, also a class. It was our German teacher and our cultural. Uh, German teacher, so two different German teachers, and our classes kind of combined together. Because mm-hmm. uh, you know, a lot of this, these were both classes taught in German, so like a lot of similar students. And right. so uh, these teachers were both like in their late fifties, early sixties. So they're like, I mean, th- we didn't think anything of it. Like us in our twenties and stuff. Like we we didn't think anything of it. And we were hiking forever. And then another thing that got me was when I first heard Heuchelgen. This is before I fully knew what um, what's the other stuff called the drink Sturm. This is before I fully understood what Sturm was. So what I heard was, oh, this will be a fun field trip. We're going to go on a sh- short hike, then sit in a um, in like a, uh, uh, um, a winery a winery somewhere and just sip on some wine and, and ta- speak in German. It's like, no, this is a hike ended by uh, uh, ended at a place where if you drink more than like, first of all, I'm exhausted and starving. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I don't want to drink anyway. But second of all, if you drink more than like. Two glasses of Sturm, you're gonna um, have what they would call a ba- bathroom catastrophe. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I remember hearing a story of a of this Austrian friend I had. Her her friend came to visit and didn't realize she was drinking Sturm and drank almost the whole bottle. Ooh. And then and the next day she was on the toilet for for most of the day. That's got to be like the Viennese version of uh, you know like there's those there's always those stories of like people that do like edibles and stuff like that, and they're like right. oh so when it didn't I didn't think it was doing anything so I did another one and the next thing I know I was passed out in the middle of the freeway or something like that. <laughs> right. And, and that's the same with Stuart where it's like ah I just thought it was some sort of you know delicious wine like we were tasting wine. Next thing you know you're spending all night on the toilet. Right. Because uh, you didn't exactly. realize that it's yeah, it's it's not filtered, and there's a lot of weird stuff going on in there, floating right. around in there. <laughs> right. But yeah, that was crazy. I just remember how long that hike was, and I don't know if you remember this, but we were technically in, we we hiked from Vienna, which is its own state, to uh, Lower Austria. 
I re- I remember hearing yeah. that once we were at the ho- once we were at our final destination, not final destination, well, when we were stopped to eating lunch, and they had mentioned where we. I was like, what? I was like, <laughs> like I didn't even like took a second to even soak it in. I was like, I guess that makes sense. We walked for freaking three hours. <laughs> right. Exactly. That was crazy. But it was fun. I mean, in hindsight, I'm glad we did it, and I don't regret oh, it. Me too. I don't regret it or anything. It's just it was just funny in the moment to be like, oh, this is not what I was expecting. Exactly, and like you said, I was I wasn't even trying to drink wine at that point. Right, it's like I just need food, food, yeah. and water. <laughs> That's for sure. Speaking of food, we have a special song of the pod today. Oh yeah, <laughs> kind of a kind of a really funny song. So there's a story behind this, but before I tell you the story, the song is called Muesli, which is like a type of cereal granola cereal yeah a little, esque, right? a little grainier granola i'd say right so it's called muesli by a rap artist from vienna called money boy and so i had never heard of money boy before even while i was in austria and a friend of mine in graduate school while while i was doing my master's in german studies asked me if i he was like oh you you know money boy right and i'm like what what are you talking about money boy who is this <laughs> and he showed this is the first song he ever showed me was muesli by money boy and uh and i just it became an inside joke between the two of us so shout out shout out to my buddy krishna for showing me oh uh, krishna muesli. i remember him yeah, yeah we i yeah. played we played soccer together and we hung out, I we hung out with him in michigan he's a great guy he, yeah he's a great he commented guy on one of our instagrams the other day by the way i don't know if you saw it because i saw it and probably oh nice but yeah you beat me to it okay yeah nice but yeah so he showed me muesli and then that was kind of the joke the whole the whole year whole year round we one of us would say one of the lines from the song like ich bin so healthy (laughs) because the whole song there's all this random english thrown in with german and it's really funny well and let's clarify too it's also it's like a hip-hop-y kind of beat to it Mm -hmm. and it's real catchy like it's fun like i've i I was listening to it when you sent it to me earlier and i was at my desk like bounce like bounce along to it yep and i love the um he he i love that you can like you can hear him also crunching like the crunching noises yeah and i think that's also kind of like that's honestly kind of a tricky thing to do is to make add like a chewing noise in there and not have it be like gross or something like that. And there's because, also some lines where it sounds like he's talking with muesli in his mouth yes, as well. I love that. <laughs> I love that. And it is very catchy and it, and it is goofy in the sense that he's just talking about how how much he loves uh, muesli and how uh, healthy it is. But it's, it is catchy and and the beat and, and and the way that he put the words together is catchy. So I you know I enjoyed it and. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a whim here, Jared. I'm googling the lyrics. Sorry if I if I break up. No, you're. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> All right. I'll say this though. Uh, yeah. it, it is it is a much preferred, at least personally for my own taste, it is much preferred to the original uh, Viennese song you gave me as an option, right. which was a very classical Viennese uh, uh, mm-hmm. like classical piece that you'd hear at the right. Staatsoper or something, right. which is a very nice piece. But this is fun and funny. And what's so yeah, so he says Esse Muesli mit Milch zum Frühstück. Zum Frühstück. It's just it works. It's so funny. <laughs> and he's the Which whole is, I the eat whole, muesli for breakfast, essentially. Yeah, with with milk. Because oh, right, some people will part. eat yogurt instead. And then uh I love this line. Um Ich lebe den healthy lifestyle, money boy balt. Uh <laughs> so I live the healthy lifestyle, money boy balls. Uh yeah, it's just so funny. 
And this other line's really great too. Uh, das Müsli ist so crispy, ich balle wie no, uh, Norwitzki. <laughs> That's so a good about Dirk Norwitzki. <laughs> so yeah, so this song is like, if you're in a bad mood or like, there was a while where I would play this song while I was eating breakfast and it just puts oh, you I can in a imagine. good mood. Dude, I, I was just about to say, this is a great song for... Anyone that like anyone most, which is most people that have like some sort of job that requires them to like drive to work at like six in the morning or something, and like I can imagine listening to this in the car on the way to work in the morning to like get me sort of woken up and pump me up for the day. Right, for sure, <laughs> absolutely. So check that out, uh, Money Boy. The song is titled Muesli. We'll have it up on our Twitter and yep. our YouTube. The it's, playlist it's, is growing. It's a banger, dude. I love it. It's just so funny. Like yep. it, it's it's a classic. I'm glad you uh, you, uh, you brought that one up. I like it. That's fun. It's it's a good one. It's a very good one. Well, Jared, uh, I've been slacking on my Czech learning because I've been trying to just breathe in all this beautiful Austria and v- <laughs> Vienna, and it couldn't be more Vienna than with our Austrian word of the pod for today, which is what, Jared? Yeah, oida. Uh, which That's is right, Oida, Oida, but uh, <laughs> Oida, which is uh, a personal favorite, I think, of us and mm-hmm. just all of our friends because we use it so much. <laughs> oh, for but sure. But it's just, uh, as we've mentioned before, you've heard us say this before, but it's just bro, essentially. Or dude, yeah. Or dude, dude or bro. Yeah. yeah. But it, it, it means, sort of those generic. But it means so much more than that, Jared. That's the beauty of it. If you go on Google and but type so does in. Dude. dude means so much more than just dude as That's well. That's true. Good point. Very good point. Actually, I think that's a really good comparison. It has a life of its Why own. Why those work? It does. And you can hear, I've heard so many people, I've only been here like a day, and I've heard so many people say oida. <laughs> Girls I think, say it, guys say it, everybody says I it. I think I, that would, I guess that's a, I, I see, I, I was going to say, I think I'd, I'm also a little jaded because most of my, not most of my friends, but most of my German speaking friends when I studied abroad in Austria were, uh, were dudes or men. So right. like I had, I had friends were that were men, but most of the cl- the best German speakers I knew were were men. It just happened that way. I don't know, but anyway. Right. Uh, so like we used it a lot as just generic bro because it is used that way as well. Right. But I I guess I didn't I wasn't aware of just how widespread it is used by people and not just like bros or like hey dude right. or hey buddy or something like that. Right. And how versatile of a word it is. Yeah. Much like dude. Much like dude. Right. For sure. And I think this. Oida also might have won like word of the year, either this year or last year, Hilarious. which is awesome. <laughs> and it comes from the German word Altar, which also means dude. But the way Austrian, the Austrian German is smooth it out. Oida, Alt, Altar, Oida, smooth it yeah, out. Completely that different. That T's too hard. That's right. You gotta get that D and that L. We don't need that. We only need that L if it's on the end of a word. <laughs> Otherwise, give us that oi. Oida. It's a great word. That's for sure. Uh, well, Jared, I am pleased to bring you an original joke. 100% original. My favorite. Came up with this one today. I'm not even going to read my notes because I think I have it memorized. So here we go, Jared. How do you know when someone doesn't know anything about Austria? Uh, they say good day, mate. You're close. Uh, <laughs> they ask you how many kangaroos you saw on your vacation to Austria. <laughs> By the way, you know, it's funny that you say that. That joke sounds cheesy, but has that not happened? I mean, not obviously not the kangaroo thing, but has have people not 
gotten it confused when you've come back? Like when you came back to Michigan in college, did people not get it confused? Because it happened to me. Oida, I was asked, did you see kangaroos <laughs> while you were there? Oh, you were literally, literally asked, asked. That? I was literally asked. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't know if I was asked that directly, but I was definitely, like, I definitely brought it up, and then halfway through the conversation, I'd be like, oh, this person thinks I was in Aust- Australia. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> so it happens. And and as you'll see, if you walk around Vienna, all the tourist shops have a, have a shirt with a sign with the kangaroo on it. It says no kangaroos in Austria. <laughs> I didn't. I don't remember seeing those. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 So I had a little inspiration for that joke. Oh, that's funny. Oh my yeah, gosh, it's pretty good. I like that one. And I, I, you know, your originals are always my favorite. And they can be hit or miss, but I thought that one was decent. It, yeah, it I like the effort though. It, even more right. than the joke, I like the effort. But that was a that's good fair. joke. That's fair. Appreciate it, buddy. Well, I have a, a quote today, and our quote is going to be in Austrian German. And this is also a phrase you'll hear a lot, especially with maybe more older Viennese people, but they'll say, bist du deppert? I've been seeing that because, you know, I've, over, the, over between this episode and the last episode, I was looking up untranslatables and stuff like that. And um, I've been seeing that word, and that was another one that every time I saw it, I was like, I, I um, don't remember hearing that when I was in Austria. And I was considering bringing it up multiple times to you, wondering if you heard it, but I was like, he's probably heard it. You know everything. Oh, I've heard it. I've, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know everything. Not even close. But yeah, Bistu Depat is the, the first time I ever heard it. I was at this really cool like guitar shop where this guy um, repairs and builds guitars. That's where I bought my Biedermeier guitar, the, the like small guitar I bought while mm-hmm. I was there. And uh, I think the guitar is easily over 100 years old, which is, which is a pretty cool story wow. in and in, in uh, of itself. Yours the, specifically? Yeah, I, I bought it. Yeah, yeah. I bought oh, wow. it while I was in Austria uh, back in the day. Um, I assume you still I, have it. I do. And actually, maybe we'll, I'll have to see if I can dig up a photo um, and we can pop that on the gram because it's a cool looking guitar. And I'm wearing the tux that this I bought Chad's, in Vienna as well. I was say, dude, that's hilarious because I was just about to say this is Chad's flex episode. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Weird flex, but okay. That's dude, not a weird flex the, at all. I Those love are the legitimate flex about flexes. Vienna. But uh, yeah, that's true. But yeah, so anyway, so the first time I ever heard it, I was in this guitar shop. I think it was, um, I, I would assume it was like his wife. The way they talked to each other, I would assume it was his wife. And I was asking him questions, all sorts of questions, picking his brain. And, uh, and I asked him, there's this uh, traditional, traditional Austrian instrument um, called a, um, um, I believe it's called a um, sitar, and it's uh, um, like a, looks kind of like a small harp that you lay flat. And I asked him, how, how do you play it? And he was like, like a guitar. And his wife like smacked him and was like, bist du deppert? Like, are you stupid? Like, <laughs> like this young kid is genuinely interesting in this stuff and you're giving him these like sarcastic answers i thought it was funny but uh oh, oh was he not... like grossly he oh it's so it's not play like a guitar at all no you played on your lap like i think like i don't really know i know what you're talking really about answer my question i believe it's the same instrument that one was used in a couple um fleetwood uh fleetwood mac songs and also I, i'm gonna pull out an old school cartoon reference and see if you get this mm-hmm. do you you okay. I, I assume you seem like someone that used to like ed ed and eddie oh heck yeah do you remember Double D? There's an episode where he played that instrument. Yeah, you're right. Where there's like a slide, there's like that slider that you use, which I assume uh-huh. represents what your finger would be doing on the fret. Is that what that's called? 
It's well, it's not a fret. I don't think he's playing a zither though. But okay, because okay, because I think that's the same thing that's ha- that they play in Fleetwood Mac. That's slightly different than what you're talking about. I don't think. Um, I'm trying to look and see if there's. I guess there is kind of a slide. I think, but but you slide it on the string. I don't yes. think you. But I think that's slide what Double D was playing in the episode. Right. Could be. I think you're right. But yeah, so that was the first time I ever heard that phrase, bistu depot. But Did you I've try to play s- it? No. Oh, okay. No, I didn't. Um, but I that's- was more curious about another, uh, a couple other guitars they had in there. But we can save that conversation for another so it, time. So bistu depot just means like, are you are you stupid or are you an idiot? Right. Are, are you being right. you're being dumb or whatever? Exactly. Exactly. And you hear, I've heard it on public transportation. I've heard it all over the place. Where was I? Um, the, the, I <laughs> that's another one that I only discovered through the internet uh, and because of this podcast. Right, hanging out with too many Americans, you got to branch so. out and meet some meet some Austrians. Especially, I heard a lot of these phrases when it was like one on one with me and other Austrians. Because mm. when I was with other Americans and Austrians, it would be like this mishmash, this hodgepodge of English and, and German. Right. Also, the the Austrian I spoke to the most was probably Thomas. Mm-hmm. And he would sometimes brag that he spoke in like Hochdeutsch and he didn't speak Austrian oh, he, German. He, he would, but what's funny about that is ever since he's moved to Freiburg, oh, I, I, know. I, I, I hear his Austrian I hear his Austrian accent and it's like in in Vienna, I think he did spoke probably the clearest German. I, I would give him that. I would actually give him that and say it was really <laughs> so clear. So he used to always say that, but it's true. I, I would say so. But but when I saw him in Freiburg when I visited him a couple times I think it's I think it's like anything. Whenever you move somewhere, <clears throat> excuse me, you move somewhere else, you hold on to that piece of your identity, whether it's right. the way you talk, mm-hmm. your religion, the way you dress, whatever. And for him, it's it's Austrian German. And I was with him at a pub one time with a couple of his German friends, and they were giving the poor guy they were giving him shit for the way he was saying stuff <laughs> because he was in Germany and he, you know he's he's Austrian, so it was kind right. of funny. Right. Um, but we do that here too. Some, it's like hearing oh, like sure. a southerner in, in in Philadelphia or something like that, and they have all these weird sayings like this or something. Slipping on gator piss. And you'd say exactly. you think the same thing, right? Like it's hilarious. So, we never say that. So yeah, but that's a that's a great phrase, and I think that's a sums up the Viennese mentality in a, in a strange way. Is bistu depot. Yeah. So, so yeah. Well, this has been a fun episode, Jared. Uh, I've been I looking forward to, say, to this one for a while. Me too. Usually, when we record these episodes, I have like numerous tabs open. I had three tabs open, and two of those three <laughs> tabs—one of them was my notes, and the other one was our Trello board. Usually, so, well, usually I have a bunch of questions and, and talking points, and this time I had I had a couple, but I didn't even have to look at my notes to to know to remember them because I just want to I just want to know this in general. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. I hope eventually at some point we'll have an On the Road Again 2 for Vienna. On the Road Again Vienna 1.0 or 2.0. Maybe with both of us live in Vienna. Who knows? That would be be amazing. Yeah. But anyways, we hope uh, all of our amazing listeners out there have had as much fun listening to this as we have recording it. Yeah. It's been a great time. Uh, And let us know what you think. We'd love to hear a review on uh, Stitcher or iTunes. As Jared says, five stars only, though, um, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which would always be good. Let us know which untranslatable exactly. Let us know which untranslatable <laughs> phrases you've been enjoying throughout our time uh, with this podcast. Also, let us know. We'd love to hear about any of your travel stories as well. And you can get at us at Twitter, untranslatable one. Check out our song of the pod that will be dropping on there uh, when this episode drops. 
shoot us an email, untranslatablepodcast at gmail.com. Or you can check us out on Instagram, untranslatablepodcast, or also on Facebook. And I will be sharing all sorts of ridiculous language memes as well on our untranslatable Facebook page. So we hope you enjoy those. We thank you very much. And all I have to say is, Servus, Fiat Eich und Papa. Papa.